This episode of Limit Break Radio is made possible by our generous Patreon donors, including Azura Giacchino of Goblin, Zelian LeFay of Fairy, Carletta of Hyperion. Thank you so much for your support. If you want to support Limit Break Radio, visit patreon.com slash limitbreakradio. Oh, you can't hurt me. Come on. Hollow. Does, it, does, does that scan? Juxtaposition. Equip plus three boots of kicking. And Mika. I'm not the devil. LimitBreakRadio.com. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to Limit Break Radio. Episode number 40. God damn. The big 4-0. We Man. are finally older than a Nero looks. Oh, dude. I feel like we have been at this for weeks and weeks and weeks. It's I'm, I'm excited. Episode number like, 40. It's been months. We've uh, been uh, te- at this for months. We're over the hill now. Technically, it's been years, guys. Yeah, yeah. I guess How, we're, we're actually quickly approaching... Like, as many episodes as we produced for FF11 in, like, what was that? Like, really? five years? Four or five years that we did LDR? Did we for that long, did we? Uh, God, yeah. Three. Three or four, maybe. No, you bailed out after three. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it all went to shit after that anyway, so we're really counting those episodes. <laughs> uh, I mean, come on, you relied on Juxtan Tamdu. Uh, and, and Nika was in there, I too. Was there. Oh, was Nika there, too? Nika was there, too. Oh. Yeah. Well, Tam 2 was the pretty one, so that's all that really mattered yeah. at that point. <laughs> uh, so thank you very much for joining us for Limit Break Radio. I know it's a bit an, a bit of an early show today. Uh, but it's because we're giving you more content today. That's right. 2 o'clock used to be our normal time, it though. Should be that's our that's right. Time. Yeah, no, 2 o'clock is generally our normal time. We do recognize that it is pretty early for West Coast viewers, but we thank you for hanging out, all 148 of you that are joining us live here on twitch.tv slash limit break radio. Thank you very much. Uh, we're excited to have you here today. Uh, joining me, of course, is Juxtaposition, Kahlo Landis, Nika Kayanian, and we are absent one number six. That's Escalia why it doesn't smell in here so much. Yeah, yeah. He does add a considerable funk to the room. Uh, so uh, anyway, yeah, they uh, uh, not able to uh, to join us today. Uh, and uh, he's actually he's racing here. He's have ra- we heard from him today? We have not. <laughs> is he still alive? Today. Yeah, I think he is. He could be freezing in a ditch somewhere. He uh, don't get my hopes up. Escalia, Escalia yeah, is <laughs> attempting to uh, make it back here to the studio. He was on a a, a, a trip of some kind this weekend, uh, but he's attempting to make it back here by uh, six or seven o'clock uh when did we actually i think we said seven to be on the i think we said seven Seven. to be on the safe side yeah Yeah, 7 p.m when we start final encounter cast over at our other channel twitch.tv slash final encounter cast so uh if you're joining us now stick around we'll throw out a host to that channel when we flip over uh but if you haven't yet go on over there follow that channel we're going to be talking about all of the big uh gaming releases that have come out in the last like couple of weeks uh fallout 4 on the docket we've got some nintendo 
Nintendo to talk about. And uh, Nintendo just it, shitting headlines everywhere. I know, yeah. right? Yeah, we've got a lot of Nintendo stuff to break down. And, uh, of course, all of the latest gaming headlines. That's over on Final Encountercast. You can join us at 7 p.m. for that. But we're going to see if Ascalia can make it back to the studio in time for that. Unfortunately, not able to make it here for Limit Break Radio today. But, uh, yeah, we're excited because we've got a special guest coming on the show today. Ayane from uh, Reddit, one of the Reddit mods, is going to come on to the show and uh, talk to us about uh, Reddit and managing a community of that size. And Sponsored uh, content! <laughs> That's what no, this is, right? No, no, it's not. Oh. It's not. Um, but, uh, although that is, that you know, I do want to mention, if you haven't seen the latest South Park episode called Sponsored Content, go see it right now. Now you we're sponsored content. It. You have to see it. No, no, no. Oh. I, that's a legitimate, that's from my heart. You oh, have to that, go. You that have to was see a freebie? That, that, was, that no. was a freebie, South no, there, Park. There's nothing, nothing free about that. Anyway, of course, we are live from Aorzia. Let's flip it over to our studios, and uh, we're going to go ahead and start up the uh, the eye camera, and of course, it's... Great, great first know, shot. That's a great first shot. We need to hire our art director. Uh, yeah, I, I, I wish... <laughs> fire I, our art director. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, one, well, I don't know. Uh, anyway, uh, so, uh, yeah, thank you for joining us for the show today. If you're joining us live in the studio, we want to thank you, and uh, of course, we do uh, ask that you, uh, you know, sit in uh, in areas that there is uh, that there's chairs and spaces for. It makes the studio feel a little bit more populated, and, uh, and I don't know, it's pretty cool. It's a, I think it's a pretty cool visual. It's too bad effect. they don't have mannequins in FF14 because yeah. then we could just set those up and lock everybody else out. Right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely an exciting show. We're glad to uh, to have you here today. And uh, but before we get into talking about uh, the Reddit stuff, because we really I I think we really want to put an end cap on this. A lot of people have been talking about it for weeks. And uh, And the Reddit saga. Aetherite. Yeah. Yeah. It does seem to be a saga. The Aetherite radio episode came out last week uh, talking about uh, a lot of these issues. Uh, Ayane and uh, Reshef were on that show. Uh, So uh, we're excited to have Ayane here to uh, to be able to talk about that. But uh, we do want to talk a little bit about what's going on in the LBR world first. Uh, we have put the finishing touches on uh, a, a piece that we call the least quiet PSA uh, that we're actually going to be premiering here. It's been up on YouTube for a couple of days, uh, but we haven't we haven't made a whole lot of uh, of buzz about it. Uh, so we're going to be actually premiering it right after this episode, mostly because it's a buzz killer. Uh, yeah, so uh, you, you're definitely no, good. It was it was really well done. You're gonna want to stick around for that uh, and, and check that out. But uh, if you want to go see it, it is up on Final Encounter Cast's uh, YouTube page, which we have organized some of the Final Encounter Cast content on our own YouTube page. We started playlists and stuff for it, so it can be found through our YouTube as well. Um, so uh, definitely stick around for that. It is a very revealing piece of video so uh anyway uh so yeah and also uh we want to catch you guys up on the bet uh if in case you missed the last episode uh we have started an epic bet here at limit break radio and uh we uh, we have been uh, uh tr- searching like like the depths of our audience to be able to uh pull out donations and uh, uh try to you know 
try to get this bet advanced. So let's give you an update on where we're at right now. Team Monero with a significant lead sitting at 260. What uh, I think it? it's 367. It's 367. Oh, 367. Wow. Yeah. Look at that. Uh, hang and on. Camp, Camp Juxta's at 171. 171. Not, so you haven't moved very much there, guys. No, we haven't moved very much. And I'll tell you, know you what. what. No. Mm. I'll no, t- go ahead. Give, no, give him his mic time. Well, no, I, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Here's the thing is that uh, I, 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 that this lead, this lead that uh, both uh, uh, Ascali and I have uh, secured over uh, you two. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I was considering streaming last night, but I saw that lead and I was like, you know what? I feel pretty okay right now. I think I could, I could handle not streaming right now. Says has nothing to do with your budding social life. No, 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 no. Uh, so, but, uh, Uh, I actually, I have some news, uh, pertaining to the bet too. Okay. We, uh, we, well, I'm saying we, but really I over at camp juxta have actually, um, been working on and, and i believe i have secured a, a pretty influential backer oh. for camp juxta is that right yes i made them i made them an offer that uh that they could not refuse uh nika would you like to say a few words please uh no that's okay oh come on nika <laughs> really no it's true what? it's true I, can't, I i think it's i think i'm not allowed to speak of this offer Mm-hmm. However, he made me an offer that was was very tempting. So I think um, if if you are a Nika fan, I'm seeing people asking for Camp Nika. I am throwing my towel in the in the Camp Juxta ring. Oh, so uh, interesting. If you want to know? Uh, but there, I don't I, see. The thing is, is that uh, I how think how did you get a hottie like that? <laughs> <laughs> I think you're using hottie very liberally there. Uh, uh, I, I had to sell my soul fe- is fem- the answer, though. <laughs> femros, Femros, I don't know about that. but I don't know. I'll, all I can think of when I think of a Femro is a beautiful rose that is, uh, that's just oh, in like a summer you. sakura bloom of weeaboo. Oh, look now, at that. Now, granted, mostly it's just thorns, but, but there's beauty to that, too. Okay, all right. Brambles. Brambles have a certain amount of beauty. Okay, I guess. Uh, anyway, but I think, I think an official endorsement should come with uh, a, a little bit of risk involved. Oh, I think I think you, uh, I think if Nika is gonna is gonna put out an official endorsement that that she should have she should have something at stake here. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I think. That's my personal opinion. So well, I'm gonna, why don't we let her think is, on it a little see, bit? Now, this is a surprise to me. You guys didn't. You guys didn't actually prepare <laughs> me for this, so I don't actually. I don't have. That I don't was the have, plan. Don't have something ready for it. Well, so here, here's I'm, the thing. Gonna, let me, let me think, here's, let me here's the thing. Because because Nika actually said when I offered her, she's like, well, well, maybe I I, I should see what a Nero has to offer. And I'm like, all right, well, first of all, I don't think Anero's going to try and bribe you with anything. That's not his style, okay? In, in fact, if we told you what I offered, you'd probably just, you know, deconstruct it and dismantle it and just insult everybody around, right? So, so, so that's what he does. So we are actually going to keep it under wraps because it's pretty big. I, I really had to sell my soul on this, okay? Well, see, here's the, 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 que- the question is, is that is she going to do any streaming for your team? I, I don't see that happening. She yeah. doesn't really. Sh- yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. She might. She might. But anyway, here's here's what I thought we would do. Right? Would you like to offer something to uh, to to steal Nika's endorsement with, without away from without us? knowing what? That's what? the thing, man. You just got to go big or nah, go home. Nah, nah. That's okay. I'm I'm pretty okay. All right. Well, well, because because when we were talking, she was concerned. She's like, I don't know if I went on the negative aspects of this. You know. 
and 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 granted, you know, going so far as to like you know shave her head or something is pretty extreme, you know, yeah. for for yeah. her. So, yeah. so I wouldn't expect, but but maybe we we can talk about just like a tiny thing. Yeah, I think I, there's got to be something. Just, I think there's got to be something. If she's if she's getting involved, then she's got to get involved. Yeah, there's got to be there's got to be a punishment in there too. I don't know. That was part of the deal of giving my endorsement. Was well, well, I'm, just, I'm not. Oh, I'm not, not going to throw. Oh, I'm not, not well, going to throw you under the bus. See, but that, that quick. Yeah, the thing is, is that these guys don't make the rules. I don't make the rules either. We we collectively negotiated the rules on the air. So that, well, I reserve my right that if whatever we come up with is a uh, too out of what I feel comfortable doing, I will withdraw my endorsement. Um, I reserve every right to do that. Well, how about this? Um, if we can't come up with something that you are willing to risk, I will take up a second, a second. No, I don't, know, second I don't risk. know about that. I don't know about that. All right. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll hammer. Yeah, we'll hammer out the specifics of this. But uh, yeah, we've got uh, two camps going right now. Camp Juxta, Camp Nero. Uh, camp Juxta just got $10 more and uh, a request for Kahlo nudes. Uh, <laughs> uh, believe me, um, camp, those Camp Nika people I saw, you do. You definitely want Camp Juxta to win to see what uh, he has to offer. I promise. Uh, anyway, it's actually painful hearing her say. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you guys made the right decision. So uh, we'll we'll see how t- we'll see how hard she can sell this. Uh, anyway, so uh, yeah, if you want to get in on the bet, you can check out uh, our last episode, episode number thirty nine. There's also a clip of it up on YouTube for all of the details on what's at stake. But uh, either way, someone's getting a tattoo on air, somebody's shaving something on air, or maybe <laughs> getting waxed. We don't know. Uh, but uh, if you want to get in on the bet, uh, you can uh, do that by uh, donating a couple bucks on paypal all right let's get in to this issue joining us now we've got ayane hey what's up ayane oh what's going on thank you for joining us today uh we are going to talk a little bit about uh reddit and uh so you know we we had this email that came in from nikki seven uh this was like which three, was expertly read by the way three three weeks ago <laughs> uh and uh and it spar- sparked quite a bit of debate quite a bit of controversy but i i do want to say that uh you know the origin of the criticism actually came out of some of the comments that i had made an episode before that about how I felt the uh, the the Reddit community is uh, is run and administrated and moderated. And so, uh, you know, we we got all of the the vitriol out. We got I think we got all of the all um, the toxicity, would you say? I I don't know. I think that's a word that you could use, but uh, kind of douchey, though. To be fair, I don't think I've ever been quoted using that word. So we'll just leave it. We'll just leave that at that. No, no. Well, actually, subtext. That was a dig. Fusion. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, no, spoilers. Not, not very subtle. I, I, there. I gotta say, you're not, yeah. uh, I- I- Iane, uh Eighth right radio now. Limit break radio. You're kind of lowering your standards, man. Um, <laughs> it's a bit of a downgrade, isn't it? Uh, Next thing you know, bit. you're gonna be going on an apology tour. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, I've I've already done plenty of those. Trust me. Oh man. Uh, so anyway, uh, but yeah, if you do want to listen to uh, the latest Eighth right radio, uh, those guys uh, spend uh, like uh, about like. 30 45 minutes breaking down uh the whole thing and uh uh talking about 
you know, some of the some of the issues regarding uh, moderating online communities. And that's actually kind of what I wanted to to talk to you about uh, uh, today. Ayane, is uh, I, I really I, I, Reddit is a really kind of unique animal, especially our uh, really FFXIV, because you have this greater monster that is the greater Reddit community that is not just necessarily interested in 14 or not just necessarily interested in video games, but they have a passing interest in all of this, these things and are potential uh, sources of traffic for you guys. And you guys get a huge amount of traffic. So can you describe some of the, like the challenges of managing a community uh, that, and, and, and like a discussion space that is that large? Yeah, I can actually go over some of the traffic. Um, and on average, we go between about, uh, 600,000 to 1.5 million unique viewers per month, which is a lot of fucking people. Uh, I mean, even at the low end, 600,000, which uh, we were in October uh, versus the 1.5 in July. So you can see it's kind of down by at least half. Right. Uh, I mean, the expansion brought a lot of people and brought a lot of attention in, uh, and that kind of died off slowly. But a- as a whole, Reddit loves drama and Reddit loves thinking they're right about things. Yes. So when like especially when the LBR drama hit, uh one of the biggest reasons where we nuked all these threads was they got linked in a subreddit called subreddit drama. Oh. And I, I don't know if you guys know what this dr- subreddit is. No. But it's a, it. basically a bunch of uh, drama-hungry people who go around scouring all these subreddits, which they, they really don't care about, trying to find juicy things that are happening, and then they link back to it in their subreddit. And basically all these people, they're not technically supposed to, but they come into these threads and they basically feed and fuel this drama and upvote and downvote everyone, yada, 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 trying to create this more hostile environment. Right, right. That's what's How fun little of a life would these people have well, if they I, spend sounds, their time doing that? That sounds really, really fun. I actually, th- well, that's the thing is that, I mean, like, I'm sure to some of those people, they don't have an emotional investment in it. And no, they have no, I mean, these people don't visit these subreddits. Like, if you look at their history, right. their entire history is nothing but posts to subreddit drama. Right, right, right. And all that stuff. Because actually, they basically live off creating this drama. Yeah, I, that was something that I was actually totally not aware of. I did not know that it got linked to subreddit drama, how, although I was aware of that subreddit. How, so. how much of an effect did that actually happen, though? Because our first thread that, that actually stayed up enough to garner, you know, comments and upvotes, I think got somewhere like 90-something upvotes and, and close to 300 comments. You know, when, when I was reading through them, and granted, I just kind of scanned for mention of LBR in my name, but for the most part, you know, a lot of the comments, you know, were pretty on point. You know, they they, they, seemed, they were somewhat they seemed civil. Rel- they seemed relatively, relevant, yeah. re- relatively productive, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Part of our job is trying to prevent that from happening in the first place. Like, uh, we have the auto-moderator bot, and there's a bot on Reddit called, like, Totes Metabot or something like that. Right. Whenever your thread is linked across uh, subreddit... The bot will warn us in mod mail saying, hey, this shit's about to go down. And typically our policies, we don't want these people shitting up our subreddit. Got it. So, so it was just, sort of just like, basically go fucking Russia and just lay everything. It, it was it was sort of like a, a, a protective measure. Right, right, right. That right. makes sense. That makes sense. And uh, the most recent one that happened was, I don't know if you saw that Lala Fell fan art thread where like the Lala Fell's panties were showing or something. <laughs> no, I didn't. People, <laughs> people were going crazy over that. That went to subreddit drama. And, I mean, 
uh, it's, just, it's a headache because when you, when you're Reddit is massive. It's like what the number like three or four most visited site on the internet or something yeah. like that. That's not porn. Right, so, right. so uh, when people catch on to this, you get a massive influx and it gets really, really crazy. Yeah, no. And, and that's and you know, that's that's I think that's pretty understandable. And, uh, and and like I said, you know, our FFX IV is inherently different from running something like a blue garter or like like running our forums. You're, you're being... in that in that it was it was like it's actually part of a greater community, a greater uh, whole that yeah I, I mean I thinking of like meta stuff like that that goes down on Reddit it happens all the time so. I feel like you're being yeah. weirdly agreeable today today in Nero because I feel like 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 when it comes down to, to that kind of moderation like you know being like oh well you know we want to stop this before it happens so if here's a thread that seems somewhat productive and there's a chance that it could go down the drain let's just nuke the thread that I feel like that could take out a lot it, of really, really good de- content, really especially when you know in the thread point. when you know where like, like, like who's causing these. You know, you, you have this this whole subreddit of people who are specifically out to create drama. You said yourself they they have a really sporadic uh, posting history. So when you see someone posting in one of these threads, you know who who's never been to this subreddit before, instead of taking down the whole thread, what's to stop you from trying to just take out you know these these people that you know are instigating the drama? Because really, it seems like you're what you're doing is treating the uh the symptoms rather than the cause i mean that, that's that's definitely a fair a fair analysis of it i mean it really also depends on what time it comes out and stuff like that sometimes it depends on the, the nature of the content and like this content was really really easy to latch on to some of the more negative aspects of what was said in that, that video and we did leave it up for a while and people started getting really angry and being was the fuck lbr so the fuck reddit and it's like fuck everyone screw it let's just fuck. hate everyone so i mean reddit we i mean we do try and be a little all inclusive and i know you give a shit for being a little too pc and i think maybe we are maybe we aren't i I mean, if you if you read around, like people always say, oh, you're selective moderating. You banned me for saying this. Why didn't you ban that guy for saying that? I mean, we can't read every comment, and right. not every comment really crosses that crosses that threshold. Well, and, and especially being jerks, and especially and especially with the amount of traffic that you're getting too. How, I mean, how many people are on the moderation staff? I I want to say between active moderators, we maybe have five right now. Wow. I, th- I think there's maybe like thirteen total. We have two in the Japanese time zone, and then the rest cover the North American time zone. So a lot of shit, which people are like, "Why didn't you delete this thread?" Happens during the Japanese time zone because if sure. those two mods are busy. And a thread gets through, and it already has like 300 upvotes in the morning. All of a sudden, if we delete that thread, we become shit mods who are censoring people. I'll give you this, though. When it comes to the the, the idea of the selective moderating, knowing how your your little bot thing uh, uh, you know, sends out mail and basically warns you of, of impending links that have been spammed all over the place... Um, I don't. I think that that the selective process doesn't come so much from uh, favoritism or you know hating on certain groups as it does. Like for example, you know one of the big criticisms is oh you take down all these great threads that could potentially have good content, but you leave up shitty things like you know fan art and you know all well, this other have, crap. If you have an example of a thread that was going to provide great content, and then I'd love to look at it because oh not I mean, off we, the top of my head I don't do Reddit right. We um, we, we do try and. 
but, listen to feedback. Right. We, we definitely do. And, and knowing you, you have that, that bot measure. Obviously, the bot's not going to go around and warn you guys of, of fan art, you know? So, no. so that, you know, to me makes a little bit more sense that things like that end up staying up, but things that are being linked all over the place well, and trying bot, to start drama wouldn't be right. The bot does about 95% of the moderating for us. I spent a lot of time putting the backbone into this bot. It's, it's very, very rule based. So, when you see the flares on all these posts, the bot does all that for you. So we don't have to go through and sit here, okay, this is fan art, this is discussion. Right, right. I, and and I, users I, I, can I, categorize that themselves, right. too. Yeah. So because the bot does that, it makes our filter system even greater. Because now, all of a sudden, if it's you know 6 o'clock in the morning and we're all asleep and you're browsing Reddit, you can still use your filters and not see all this shit you didn't want to just because it hasn't, you know, no one's got around to tagging it yet. Right. And I mean, the the bot does a lot of the moderating for us. It will warn us when things are going bad. It'll tell us, hey, this is getting a lot of reports and a lot of attention. It, it basically is the best tool to go through all these posts because, you know, personally, I don't know how the other mods do it, but I'll read through a thread once. And, you know, if I read through it once, I'm probably not going to go read through it again. It's like, okay, is this comment new? I got to police this shit. And it's like, no, I don't really care if shit's going bad and like really bad. People will send us a mod mail. The bot will warn us, Hey, this, this is getting a lot of down votes. You should probably check this out. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, is, it's, is not, there, it's not like I'm actively policing to oppress people and beat them with my mod sticks. Right, not how right. It works. Well, is there is there a difference in the way that like the mods can parse out or or do parse out or and, and I know that sometimes a lot of times this just comes down to personal discretion and personal feelings about whatever the discussion is. But is there a way to verifiably dif- differentiate between what is considered a toxic conversation? and what is considered a heated conversation that is that can also be productive because i think right. that one of the things that that we do here at limit break radio and that we really embrace is the idea that you know conversation no matter if no matter how shitty it is no matter how shitty the discussion is or how shitty the tone of whatever the message is that uh you know the discussion that comes out of it is is really the important thing and the driving factor and at a place like reddit and 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 on places such as forums there is a you know like i know that we you know when we were moderating our own forum at limitbreakradio.com we would be very tuned into discussions that were heated and making sure that it didn't cross some kind of line and we had gone to very great lengths to define what that line was is there is like do those definitions exist to you guys or is that down to personal discretion I of the think mod. It's personal discretion right now. Um, yeah. That's definitely something now that I'm hearing you say it is probably something we should have in writing. Um, I mean, we definitely try and put everything in writing that we possibly can, and we're going actually over rule revamping now. I don't know if you guys know, but we actually revamped our self-promotion rule due to Anero's feedback that we were stifling content creators. Um, That's interesting. What? How? How? How is the rule uh, changed? So the rule is not our rule. Yeah, we that's cannot, a Reddit. Cannot, it's, an, yeah. it's a Reddit rule. You right. have to have for every one post you make of your own promoting something you did. You need to have nine posts elsewhere. That's the Reddit rule. Oh, I didn't and know that that was the ratio. That's the <laughs> ratio, and okay. it's a complete crap ratio, and everyone agrees it's crap. <laughs> yeah. And shortly after you came out with that letter thing, 
the CEO of Reddit was put on record as saying, we hate this rule. We're going to change it. Stand by. Oh, so, so you're saying I, that LBR changed the entirety <laughs> of Reddit? <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's what I'm hearing, personally. Well, uh, coincidental timing. We'll just put it that way. Uh, so we basically heard the CEO say that. And we're like, you know, we've always not really agreed with this rule. We just kind of had to do it because we don't feel like getting our community banned. Right. Uh, so we changed our rule. And now we're personally, we're not doing a set. You have to post this much stuff or we're going to ban you. Right. So the way we change the rule until the new official Reddit rule comes out is you're free to promote your stuff as long as you do other things other than promote just your own stuff. Like, I don't care if it's 50% you, 50% you know, taking part in the community. But if you're going on there to just, okay, here's my video, my video, my video, my video, here's my right. Twitter, my video. Right. I mean, come on, that's, that's stupid. The entire point behind Reddit is that I can go, I can see, oh, hey, LBR is pretty cool. I'm going to post this video to Reddit to show everyone I think it's cool. Sure. I mean, it's not for you as a content creator to go, I want more views. I want money. Here's my stuff. Give me, give me, give me. Right. That's, that's not the ideals behind Reddit and Reddit does exist for you to help get yourself out there a little bit. I mean, if you're actively posting on other subreddits, you can go, Hey, I made this thing. It's, is it cool? Do you like it? Give me feedback. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. That's the ideals behind Reddit. All right, so I have a question for you then, because uh, it's really easy with all that's happened to look back in hindsight and, and, and be able to say all this or looking forward. But uh, let's take uh, something, for instance, um, uh, Joe Never uh, was shadow banned. I don't know if that type of thing. That, we had zero to do with that. Um, basically, this was actually, you're going to love this one. I can actually tell you what happened here. Um, Guild work users got really salty over the fact that he was posting his Friday Night no. Fights. No! <laughs> really? Guild so, really? No. no. So they reported the him haters. to the Reddit administration, and the Reddit administration banned him because wow. he was uh, actively engaging in... He, was, he did break the Reddit rules. Yeah, I'm yeah, going yeah. to give, give him that. We warned him, and he didn't stop. He asked on his stream and his Twitter for upvotes, and that is the biggest no-no and Blizzard employees have gotten banned from Reddit mm, for doing mm, this. Okay. So it's, well, not, like, unfortunate, it's, not, it's not like they're they're shafting the little man. Well, because like, what I always, uh, about that particular instance was like, all right, in some cases, yes, like if we post a video or if Joe never posts a link to his thing, obviously that's giving him views. So that sure. is quote unquote promotion. But at the same I, time, like his whole thing was he was trying to get more people involved in an event on his data center. Right. And it's like, how do you go about bringing people into something that you're trying to give more, more publicity to without, you know, just through collateral, right. Especially promoting yourself. The, the game was kind of like we was in the lull before the patches, and he's like, "People are bored. I'm going to give them something to do." I don't see that as so much, yeah, self promotion like, as much if, as like giving people something to do. That it would have been fine, but he was also including his stream link and asking people to upvote it. You can't really do that. You can't go asking for upvotes. You I have to that, let then. you have to that. let the community hive mm -hmm. mind decide yeah. what they're how they're feeling. That well, day. I, I, I see I'm, that, but without the upvotes, people aren't going to see it, and then the event's right. going to fail I'm so i feel like it's it's not so much saying like i want money to be in place or else people like corporations like coke is going to come yeah. in, post their coca-cola sponsored content and the entire corporate structure of coke is going to come up vote their thread no I mean, and and the the reddit i mean the reddit rules do serve a really kind of important function and and right. and especially you know like in the uh you, you know like 
um, the the really early days of Reddit, it very could have been if they didn't have the self promotion rule. It sure. very well could have been only a vehicle for people to hey say hey check out my shit. I mean, it's like if you go to the uh, the podcast subreddit, that is the most boring, empty subreddit because it's only people posting their show and who gives right. a shit about that. Like, and exactly. I so I get it. I totally understand why you know why a lot of these these rules exist. But I'm actually kind of curious how. How did the information that Joe was asking for upvotes like was that actually typed into his post or was he making I think, I think there was in his VOD like they actually okay. had VOD proof of it. OK. Happening. Yeah. I, 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 I couldn't actually watch the VOD because I was at work and that it's blocked at work. Yeah. But, but, but um, you, you again, you weren't responsible for actually banning him. So no. Yeah. No, no, that's, no, no, no. That, All right, that's, that's that's fair enough. That's hard I to mean, hold you responsible had, for. We had zero to do with it and we actually worked with him to get his account reinstated, which it was. Oh, that's good. That's good. So uh, but one of one of the things that that I think is kind of frustrating from a from like a content creator standpoint is that when you have rules that are like, uh, you know, that, that uh, like the, uh, you know, no self-promotion rule is that it's not just like the moderators and you guys using it as an in an in an official capacity to lock or shut down threads but it's actually like the rest of the community that can use that as sort of a, a cudgel and a reason to downvote things and and so i think as a content creator when you go to reddit and when you're just when you're trying to put your product out there if you have a product that's sort of like just an entertainment based product that what you're looking for is feedback and right. just getting downvotes or not getting any just getting down votes no comments or just getting comments about how it violates the rules of the subreddit it i I mean while i understand the function it is kind of frustrating for a content creator to keep receiving that sort of thing because it's just an additional tool to be able to bludgeon or criticize their work unfairly instead of on the merits of their work itself so you know like just and that's that's just a personal feeling and and like i said i i do understand why the rules exist but i think it does actually have an impact on uh on on you know a, a community like our ffxiv which i think should kind of be like a cross-section of what the whole community of final fantasy 14 should have to offer and it just seems like there is a way greater uh, you know, like there's a, a way greater pool of stuff like, you know, uh, requests for help or, you know, like like kind of the, the fluff, what you would consider fluff content. Right. And then, you know, some of the, you know, the other cooler things that exist in the community, sort of like music covers. And I'm not just saying podcasts just to be biased for me, but like, you know, like I, uh, there's a ton of music covers that that, you know, I, the greatest diversity of content could potentially come from the FFXI subreddit. Yeah. And and I think that just people's people's, you know, like maybe experience of posting, you know, like they try to post something and they don't have a good experience. They don't come back or, you know, like that whole experience that I just outlined, that was something that I I had experienced when I had, you know, when we had first tried to bring Limit Break Radio back and we'd started trying to talk to it, mm -hmm. talk about it on on Reddit. And so, like, I just I feel like 
you know, like in those instances um, that maybe, you know, and this is just a, you know, like, a, again, a personal feeling and a personal criticism for me that that may be an instance for a mod to step in and say, hey, it's not really your place to say whether it's appropriate or not. And, and, and I mean, I called the idea baby modding in the past and we've we've gone through this before and sort of like passively allowed that to happen instead of stepping in and being active and saying, no, you don't get to judge what's appropriate content. Yes, that's something right. that actually I wanted to ask uh, uh, Yanni about uh, specifically is your thoughts on baby money because you mentioned how you know there there are some threads where it just gets way out of hand way too quickly and in a lot of cases that i saw it starts with people who think that it's okay to go in there and start playing oh this is you know self-promotion blah 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 blah. they start throwing down and some people are tactful about it yeah some people aren't and as a result that ends up creating flame so when you come in here and you have actual valid content that's being completely ignored because of all the flaming and when the actual mods come in and see it they just see all the flaming and they remove the entire thing yeah and you're right now as a content creator that is extremely frustrating but even as a content consumer you're missing out on so much at that point right because because even if the mods passively allow the content because they recognize oh this person is an active member of our ffxiv outside of what they're posting it just takes like four or five people from the community to come in and say hey you're self-promoting and that's not allowed even though you know the mods are allowing it so like is there something that you guys do in instances like that or so we actually have a rule um that's uh no backseat modding which is basically the baby modding yeah, yeah if yeah. you're not That's a moderator a way to put it, yeah. you're not allowed to dictate what is and what isn't allowed and if we actually see the people doing that we'll you know delete their posts say hey you can't be doing this and if they continue doing it which in case we have a user who's notoriously uh bad at this his name's like yemd or something like that why why hasn't he been banned yet then because he has been there's only so much that you can do last, if i could last go two years we've banned him about maybe 70 or 80 times wow. <laughs> and i am not exaggerating there was because we've done, every time he gets banned he makes a new account and moderators have zero tools to ban people who we we went through that. Oh we went through God. that. We know that. People we who have access to that are the Reddit admins. Yeah, and we have sent them countless messages about this guy. It's like, hey, this guy's made a new account again. He's made a new account again. And a couple weeks later, he's made another account again, and it's hard to find him until he specifically starts doing this stuff again because yeah. he'll lay low for a while. Kala, we know all. Oh about my this. God, yeah. So. If I could send a message like us in the past and we had the LBR forum, I would be like, this person just fucking ban them, get it over with. <laughs> so like we even we, gave them like. A second chance after being banned. Yeah. Oh man. So I mean, if we had the tools to take care of sock puppet accounts, we definitely would. But the Reddit tools that they give us moderators are very, very bare bones. We can't yeah, well, see if you have multiple accounts. We can't see if you're upvoting your own posts twice. We can't see this. We can't see that. We can't see a lot of things. And uh, going back to your thing about people posting negative feedback like that on like posts and stuff. The Reddit hive mind is very, very strong, and this yes. is true for every subreddit. That is in true. That if someone has sold, use LBR as an example. So you post LBR on Reddit. Doesn't matter what subreddit you post it there. Someone who's never heard of LBR before comes in, and they make a huge shit post about how terrible you guys are. Now, a bunch of other people are going to come in who've never heard of LBR, and they're going to see that first comment there that's talking about how terrible you guys are. The way Reddit works is that's now Reddit's opinion. Because that's the first thing they saw on something they had no opinion on before. Right. They want to fit in. 
So that's their opinion, and, 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 that's and, and you know what? Comes. That's fine. And Negative I think that's comments okay. are yeah. fine. Yeah. yeah, it's just when the baby modding happens. And for me, one of the reasons that happens is is like, like a Nero and like a lot of people. Like I understand the need for rules, right? But what you also have to realize is the reason you have mods isn't to necessarily enforce those rules, but to interpret those rules. All right. Mm-hmm. Back to Joe Never's content. All right. Had he not done the the little upvoting thing or asked people for upvotes or blah blah blah, if he had just posted and was like, "Hey, you know, I'm trying to get more attention drawn to this to to, to increase PvP activity on our stream," you know, please, you know, you know, think about you know queuing up on, on Friday nights or, or or whatever it was. Yeah. There are a lot of baby mods that I think would see that and be like, "Nope, self promotion, get the fuck out of here." But how else are you? supposed to do that you know right like that to me if i was in a mod position that's something that would be allowed yeah wow, it, really yeah because the point isn't necessarily to, to to promote yourself but to help create awareness in the community oh, well, I about you meant an the event. baby modding being allowed yeah no oh, Joe's, oh no Joe's yeah poster, yeah no no Joe's no are definitely allowed yeah. we've never the i removed one of them that created this shit storm last week because we made the, the yeah, I don't know if you saw, but there's like 60 threads on the DM. And it's like, this is why the DM is great. This is why the DM is bad. This is why the DM is neutral. And it's like, everyone wants to throw their opinion in. So it's like, fuck it. This is getting out of hand. It's flooding the subreddit. We'll make a mega thread. And right after I made this mega thread, Joe decided to make up his opinions clear. It, but his wasn't a, just a DM opinion, it, it was an all of 3.1 opinion and, thread. And, and in hindsight, we talked about it as mods. I admitted I was wrong and we reapproved his post and then it got downvoted to oblivion. So no one saw it. <laughs> um, so it was kind of like, well, okay, whatever. Idiots um, doing idiot things because they're idiots. And and you know, that is that is one thing. You had mentioned this on, on Eighth Right Radio, and I did and I do want to to go back and 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 kind of uh, go back over this, but mods don't have any control over what gets upvoted and downvoted, and and that's and that's a Reddit thing. That's totally fair. That's totally legit. Um, and and yeah, and 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 again, the negative con, uh, you know, the negative comments or, or critical comments. I think those are great. I think those are fine. What's frustrating is just having your content dismissed out of hand because it's not supposed to be there. Right. That's what I and and then a ton of people like you're not just like maybe some people at that point will end up giving you feedback or whatever on on your content that you posted but it then starts this like kind of two-tier debate it's, it's the same way that the negative comments work if someone comes in and sees a negative yeah. comment they assume it sucks exactly. so if they come in and say right. this doesn't believe here uh, belong here they assume it doesn't belong here and then they just pile onto that monkey yeah, that's this is definitely something i can take back to mod mail after we're done and um because we do have the rule there it's just i guess not strictly enforced as much as it should be right now mm-hmm. um because, like I said, we I typically read through things once, and then unless things start getting reported, which I'm going to come out and say, if you see things that break the rules, report them, because we go over those reports. Like, Reddit does give us tools to view everything that has a report on it, and we do go through that queue. So if you think someone's breaking one of our Reddit rules, report the post, and we will take care of it. Good like, to know. Good to know. So... So if I mean, you want to be a baby, we're not. We're not. I'm missing. We, um, I'm the whatever. I'm the potent. We we don't see everything. We don't know everything. Right. So if things are happening in these threads after we've read them, because I mean we're we're consumers of the content just like you are. Right. And I said this on Eighth Right Radio. Like I don't mod to what I want to see on the subreddit because if I did, there'd be nothing on the subreddit because right. I don't care. About, I don't care about your cat girl fan art. I don't care that you think a three is too RNG because you suck at the game. I mean, I I want to see 
end game elitist type content that you get on BG, but BG exists for a reason. So right. I go to BG for that kind of stuff. Right. Right. Like, so if I modded Reddit to what I want, Reddit would be completely different. I moderate Reddit to what we as a group collectively decided the rules are. Sure. And people always me specifically try and claim I'm a bias mod. And that's not true at all. I mean, once upon a time, Back in like 2012, I'd probably agree with you now that I did some shady shit and uh, specifically around the Titan drama. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember that at all. Don't um, that know. happened back then. <laughs> Titan? So in 2012, story time, story time. We're going off on a little tangent here. Um, we were streaming our Titan sales, Foldosaurus Rex. Oh, I um, do now. I remember uh-huh. this. Okay, the minute yes. you said it, I remember this. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So yeah, Foldosaurus Rex was streaming our Titan sales, and he didn't have his chat covered up. And we were joking around in our link shell chat about how we could, you know, boost sales, boost our profits, because we realized on the Gilgamesh server. Um, they were selling for like three times the price we were selling on Ultra. So we're like, okay, we're getting gypped here. We need to raise our price. Right. So we were talking about price fixing with other groups who were selling Titan, and that got people really salty. And then someone, not me, came out and said, hey, we should join Titan pugs and sabotage them so they have to come buy from us. <laughs> we all had a little bit of a laugh about this, but someone watching Fold Stream saw this and posted it to Reddit. Oh, okay. And now it turned into Reddit mod sabotaging titan runs when i wasn't <laughs> I even the one who said it in the first place we were just kind of like ah ha ha that's funny it was a joke you bitch <laughs> yeah right so and i handled that terribly <laughs> like at least you terribly. can admit it and i mean right. you know that's the thing is i you know as long as we can embrace our our mistakes i think you know. so i handled it like i used to post on bg where i told everyone they were stupid <laughs> and that does not go over well um uh, i lost about 1500 karma in the uh, span of about a week wow that is pretty significant although yeah. you know i i, I do kind of want to i do kind of want to mention um you know it does seem like like is sometimes criticism that's leveled at uh you know maybe other communities or uh you know somebody's video or something when it's leveled at them it it kind of gets a pass but if it's leveled at the you know like if that same level of of passion and uh criticism is leveled at at the subreddit and the way that it's moderated that that's quickly shut down and and that i think that that creates a a bad um you know like a bad like it's a bad visual for you guys in that you know like anyone it feels like you know anyone's kind of fair game except the mods themselves on reddit so like is there a space that you guys have like made for like a meta discussion about the rules on reddit or for the users to because that's what that was the most interesting thing for me about seeing our video get posted to reddit and then the ensuing conversation is that it did seem to spark a lot of uh you know internal criticism like yeah this was way written written way over the top but there's some good points and there's some merit here and i'm glad to hear that you guys are taking a lot of that feedback seriously like like you've it's clear from me uh you know in in the time that we've been talking to you in uh our conversations on bg and through your conversations at eighth right radio that you are taking all of this feedback you know very seriously and and bringing it back to the mods but was there a a space that existed before that or is that something that you'll maybe start being a little bit more receptive to after the uh, the cooldown period 
I did make a meta thread about the whole drama thing. I think you even linked it on Twitter. I may where have, people, yeah. Where people could specifically come back and give their feedback about this entire situation. Gotcha. And the thing with all these feedback threads is, is when we, whenever we try something interesting, uh, people... 50% agree with it and 50% disagree because it's such a massive community. Yeah. It's impossible to get like a high percentage of someone to agree on something like back in like 2014, we tried uh self posts only. We tried moving the downvote arrow and oh God, that exploded. Yeah. I do uh, remember people, that. Yeah. People hated that, but it worked funny enough. Like the average number of upvotes was actually up. But people hated it so much that we're like, okay, well, they're vocal about it. We have to add it back. And that was that. So we do try things, and they usually blow up on our face because the vocal minority always wins and is always the loudest. Um, but I mean, we do take feedback pretty seriously. And if people make their own meta threads about, hey, this is what I think the subreddit should do, you'll always notice either me or Rezef going into these threads and talking it out with people. Okay. Like, All right. No, specifically I, like whenever we change like the subreddit theme there's usually a lot of things that come up in that and we're always really active and like people are like hey the color of the ball on the moogle's too bright can okay, you change well, it that's it's legitimate like, because things. everyone knows that glamour is the true end game <laughs> exactly <laughs> um so yeah i do i i do want to spend just a second here uh before we wrap up to uh to talk about like the cross-section of content that uh exists on reddit and we got an we actually got an email about this um uh Kahlo, do you want to read this of course i do yeah intrigued. resident email reader um also uh just by, by just the way spo- spoiler alert it's definitely not from nikki seven so <laughs> it's yeah no, um uh, just don't ju- have to just, worry about just that just for my own uh personal curiosity uh what did you think of my reading of nikki seven's email <laughs> oh my gosh eat a dick <laughs> Actually, actually, everyone in my static thought it was it was brilliant. They they loved it. They loved Thank the reading. You. you can tell your static that I love all of them. Okay. <laughs> all right, hey LBR crew. A uh, bit late to the conversation about Reddit, but uh, for after listening to episode thirty six and thirty seven, I felt compelled to do a visual study of the Reddit threads. Attached is my study of the types of threads that have been posted on our FFXIV from the main page, going as far back as it would let me. Nine hundred and seventy eight threads total. All maps lie. Every map or infographic ever created only shows what the creator of the images focuses on. Think of a world map that shows geography versus a world map that shows country borders. Same world, but emphasis on different topics. So take this study with a grain of a Nero salt as it highlights... Ooh, <laughs> they're actually using your name instead of salt. That's I like funny. That. I like take that. Take it with a grain of a Nero as it highlights the categories defined by the FFXIV subreddit. When I got out of doing this study, and what you guys might get out of this study may be different, but the main issue I discovered is that it mixes a handful of good conversations with hundreds of screenshots, questions, and discussions that should be labeled fluff. Other than doing the study for myself, I hope you guys will find this interesting to look at at the very least, as I spent well over 10 hours on this. Editor's note, Juxt uploaded a picture here. Sincerely... You're not supposed to read the editor's <laughs> note, you dumbass! <laughs> Sincerely, uh, Ramina Garamond, Male Hyor, Dark Knight, rest in peace, Paladin. Eat my dick! Of Gilgamesh. <laughs> um, and I, I will put the, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and just put the um, visual study uh, on the screen. And we're, we're going to go ahead and uh, send this to you, Iane, as well. All right. Um, because I think, I, I think that this is a very interesting uh, 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 breakdown uh, of, of, of information. Nero. It's very hard to read. I, I noticed that. What? Really quick. That wasn't what? the end of the email. Oh. They, they have PSs. Okay. 
P.S. I found them on Break Radio and a Reddit thread around June of this year and have been listening to the podcast ever since. I love the show and you guys. This is my first time writing in. P.S.S. Remina is pronounced uh, Remina, not Remina. Whoops. Put that at the beginning of your email next time. <laughs> P.S.S.S.S. Hi, Nika. Hi. Uh, so, yeah, of the 978 posts of uh, our FFXIV, um, and I like at the, the top, it does have a small, small typo. It says RXX. FIV. Anyway, uh, but uh, yeah, the discussion, uh, there were uh, 358 discussion posts making up of about uh, 36.6 of all of the uh, posts. The next would be questions with 337 posts making up 34% of all of the posts. Screenshots in next at 135 posts with 13%. And then finally, we start getting down into media, which gets a measly 33 posts, only making up of 35 Four uh, percent. We've got mod posts, news, fan art, comedy guides, and miscellaneous that all come in now down. Uh, so is in, the, in the two to you know two percent and lower is, ranges. Is the point of this study to counter the argument that all that you see is fluff posts on Reddit, and they're basically pointing out, look, the majority of the posts are actual legitimate discussions and questions? Well, I, I mean, again, I, I think that um, what was nice is that this this uh, emailer left us to draw our own conclusions mm-hmm. from the data. Um, but, but what I what I find interesting is that, you know, there is a substantial uh, uh, collection of discussion and questions, which, you know, those can run the gamut from, you know, like those can run the gamut from anything between asking specifics about, uh, you know, end game events to how do i move my character in the world yeah because they said in the email themselves that the big issue was that what goes under discussion and question could easily be fluff if it's you know how do i make a penis in my free company yard right it's easily a question or a <laughs> okay, discussion now, hold on. that is very important fluff. that is very important that is a <laughs> worthy uh, as discussion Juxa said glamour is the end game glamour is the end game <laughs> right well but i, Juxa I didn't say that today <laughs> Kyle said that today but Juxa has said it Bam. Uh, but, but i do i do think you you know, like I, I, I do think when you look at the spread of, uh, you know, the the what kind of content uh, seems to be pooling at the top, it does seem to be a high degree of discussions, questions, and screenshots. And then, you know, like I was saying earlier, I, I and this is just, I mean, this is just my personal view, and you know, maybe, and and I'm entitled to be wrong, and and you guys are entitled to run the subreddit any way you want, but you know, I would think that. Um, uh, there's a great opportunity here to be a, a cross section of the community, and it seems to me like there's way more going on in Final Fantasy 14 than 33 media posts and 11 guides. Well, you know, how far back does this go? Because this certainly doesn't go back very far. Um, no, I think they it said 789 threads. No, 978 is the farthest right, back. But, uh, like time frame, oh. time period. Yeah, it was it, a couple of weeks ago. It, yeah, this this did get sent to us a couple of weeks ago, and they said. That um, right, but I'm saying from right. a couple weeks ago, Atta- how far back from that? It says, attached is my study of the types of threads that have been posted on RFFXIV from the main page going as far back as it would let me. So, okay, I, don't, I mean, if you're going through pages, eventually it's going to stop you. So, and like, unless I know the time frame of when the very last thread he checked was, 
in this information it's, it's definitely useful and I, I think that what stands out the most to me as a mod is that the guides is particularly low on there it really does seem very low because that- I, I can guarantee you if you go like to like the guides filter or search for guides there's way more than 11 guides sure That's, if so uh, and, I mean, and even if, if I had to guess I'd probably say this goes back maybe three or four months maybe starting at the point where th- 3.0 started dying off yeah it, it, it i would guess that um maybe this was a cross-section of time yeah maybe just after 3.1 hit or just uh before even maybe so also, yeah the data may be a little bit it also doesn't show what was upvoted and downvoted so i mean when people say that you only see fan art and there's only you know out of a thousand posts there's only 21 fan arts keep in mind that like the 358 discussion could have been downvoted to hell and all 21 of those cat girls could have been upvoted to sure hell. sure so i mean I, th- I actually think if you if the snapshot was taken at a bit more of an active time in the game in terms of content that the spread of uh data would be a little bit different but i I, I mean, I did think that this was a really interesting email and that, um, you know, the, the fact that someone, you know, put that much time and effort into uh, into doing a little bit of research on what what does display on uh, our FFXIV would be valuable, you know, for for you, uh, Iane, uh, to, to to be able to uh, take back to the mods over at Reddit. So I'm definitely going to pass this email along to you. And uh, and yeah, you guys can draw your own conclusions. But I thought it was just a very interesting cross section of what does actually make it there so all right yeah definitely um i'll definitely uh, post this out to a mod post um and see what we can uh get from this interesting all right well this i think this has been a really interesting and uh and productive conversation now unfortunately we're not gonna be able to post it to our website because lbr has very strict rules <laughs> against self-promotion uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh but no i i really do i iane I, I really do want to thank you for your time uh this afternoon and uh i i think that you know uh, like we both on on both sides of the fence that uh you know we've we've been able to get a little bit of a better context on how uh uh, reddit runs uh its community and uh and we really do appreciate you for that uh for that point of view and i think everybody involved you know that that saw how big of dicks we can be on both bg and reddit and now you know hearing us here in this interview you know understand that underneath those big giant colossal dicks is only you know kind of dicks and and you know that's <laughs> the other thing is is well. and, and i want to i want to i do want to commend you uh Iane, in our uh conversation on reddit um you know you you definitely or i'm sorry not on Reddit on blue garter uh you definitely uh uh were able to identify that a lot of what we do here at limit break radio is to get attention you know right. like like uh, i think in general it's not just the thing about reddit right like self-promotion in general these days is kind of frowned upon people look at it and they're like Ugh, it doesn't it doesn't get much of a response right like when when we push stuff on facebook it nobody's really that interested in it and it's really hard as a content creator to get people's attention and you know like i think that one of the things that we learned doing the ff11 show is that playing it safe with your show doesn't get it a whole lot of attention you, right. you know you you do think you you blow things up to uh, you know comedic or entertaining effects and, it, and way more people actually you know because they're entertained by it or because they want to see some epic flame out or whatever it is you know they latch on to it and and that becomes I, I, I 
don't remember who identified the term, but it was like uh, dramatizing, like, you know, putting drama and advertising together. And and it's kind of true. Like that's sort of that's that's the kind of game that you have to play as like a content creator these days where you're like, all right, well, what can I do that's going to get the most attention? And it's, sometimes it's being a fucking asshole. Sometimes it's making a red Starbucks cup. <laughs> well, <laughs> you're not no, you're I not mean, wrong. I, there. I, I took my t- my cheap shots on BGL. I mean, I, I admit that much. I mean, I have, I have fun in drama as much as everyone else. Yeah, I mean, it is fun. I've That's been on the BG thing. how long? Like, since 2005 or something like that now. Yeah. So, I mean, I've been on BG a long time. I've been part of these drama threads, and they're, they're fun. I mean, sometimes the fun goes down a little bit when everyone's piling on you, but at the same time, you know, you have to take some hits. You have to give some hits. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's all in fun, and I've never really had a problem with your show. I, I'm, I'm not lying when I said I had never actually heard of you guys before this drama started. <laughs> so, <laughs> coming not... into this, is like, who the hell are these guys? That's just the coming point. out of left field with a fucking kick to the back of my head like I'm Ronda Rousey. And that's... So. And, and that's... <laughs> But that's that's the thing is that and that that sort of accentuates my point is that, you know, you've been very active in FF11 and FF14, obviously, for, you know, years and years and years. And you had never heard of us. And we've been around for 10 fucking years making our noise. Right. Despite how this went down, like, you know, this, this ended up like we we came out winners either way because our traffic has spiked Huge. Yeah, we did. We did. We saw a nice. We saw a nice spike in traffic. And, and the thing is, is that you know, like a lot of people were like, "Yeah, but people are going to hear this and hate your show." Okay, that's fine. <laughs> that's great. They heard it though. Yeah, they were. You know, like there was an equal. But you chance, have heard of them. There was an equal chance that you would have heard my show if I was pandering to you and you would have liked it and hated it. You know, like there was an equal chance that that people would have done the same thing. So fuck yeah, it. The other option was do. you never hear. Yeah, you got. You got to do what you got to do. Definitely do. Exactly. I mean, and when you read that letter, you definitely didn't know that this guy would turn out to be a sociopath. So I mean, yeah, no, and that's and and again, we you know, like we don't we, we don't vet the people who email the show. We don't uh, vet the people some, who someone call in, in chat says, "So they did this just for self-promotion and attention no. rather than because they care about the issues." Well, I guess I can't speak to the rest of my hosts, but yeah. I, I mean, I, well, I, there Look, was, for there me, was this is all cr- about getting bitches and money. Okay. That's there, all it's ever been. No, there was, I mean, Shut there up. was definitely some legitimate criticism in there too, but I mean, the, the, a lot of people took us to task and, and were like, they shouldn't have read the email. That was irresponsible. I mean, what people need to realize is that everyone when, with a public face plays a character. Yes. Almost everyone with a public face is never going to be who they actually are. That is Myself true. and myself included. I mean, Check I'm, out all these tiny I play characters. very, I play very PC on Reddit, but I'd like to think I'm I'm as much of an asshole as anyone else. I'm a, I'm a complete dick, and I'm, I'll admit that. But when it comes to my position on Reddit and what I do, I need to play nice, and I will continue to play nice because that's, we're trying to be all inclusive, and that's yeah. what Reddit is. That's that's your job. I'm using air quotes, right. but that's your job. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. We get it. We get it. Well, thank you again. Thank you, uh, Iane, for the time today. And uh, yeah, I think I think that this was a valuable discussion. We we both all of everyone learned a lot. I think today, uh, and uh, yeah, we really we we thank you for your time. It's been uh, been a very interesting conversation. Before I go, I just want to say if anyone has any constructive feedback, can please feel free to make a meta post on the subreddit and post your feedback. It's definitely welcome. If you don't want it public facing, you're more than welcome to send us a mod mail and we will definitely read it and get back to you. And I think what we're going to do is we'll we'll highlight this conversation and we'll go ahead and post it over on Reddit and uh, no, see that's, w- that's sure to just spark some discussion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll see. Uh, we'll you know we'll see what kind of discussion it generates. And I'd be I, I'll I'll definitely 
definitely I, I'll make this promise I will stay very tuned in and plugged into the discussion that goes on in that thread uh, including uh, criticism and discussion about Limit Break Radio so if, if uh, you know in this kerfuffle there have been uh, Reddit folks that have wanted to give me the riot act for whatever go for it I, I'll be happy to uh, to address that now, you know as as we all saw on BG I'm, I'm not one to shy away from this stuff I really love engaging on this stuff so um, and yeah and again I do think a really valuable conversation has come out of it and uh, you know it, it, it's making I think it's just it, it, it's it, the conversation in general makes the community better and uh, and and we all benefit from it so uh, again Iane thank you for your time today thanks for having me all right CDT Eurosport in the chat says what the fuck I wanted more yelling well strap in because this ride ain't over yet uh, well if you'd like to give us a call and uh, let you know uh, let us know about uh, uh, what you think about uh, Reddit if you have any uh, if you have any uh, uh, criticism or uh, criticism for Limit Break Radio feel free to call the show uh, you can do that by sending a Skype message to limit the uh, Skype account Limit Break Radio or give us a call 810-515-8715 uh, and uh, yeah we'll, we'll definitely uh, be happy to uh, continue to talk about this or anything related to uh, 3.1 that you may want to talk about uh, so uh, you know, let's uh, let's take a second here and uh, I, there's a couple of things that I wanted to talk about uh, we had talked very briefly on the last episode about the diadem and uh, you know about its place in the FF14 content structure uh, and so I, I kind of wanted to go back to this because we didn't re- I think we we started in an interesting conversation and I, I don't think that it, it's continued I, I, I or I think it has continued the dialogue is continuing yeah, and plus and we've pe- all got to have a lot more hands-on experience with it yeah yeah so uh, I kind of wanted to revisit this now a, a week later you guys have had a chance to sit on it you heard uh, my defense of the system last week. Uh, some of the things I'd like to roll back is that, okay, the system could be deeper. No, it's really not. Um, it is It is what it is. You've got the objectives and then you've got killing mobs. Um, but people are now uh, you know, finding out what the best method to organize people is to be able to get the most loot out of it. And so that's becoming uh, you know, something that's sussed out in, uh, you know, within the event. And I'm just curious how, if your guys feelings or or, uh, or sentiments about the event have evolved at all in the last week or so. And also, we'd like to get you in on the conversation as well. Send a Skype message over to Limit Break Radio or give us a call 810-515-8715. Why don't we start with Juxta? Uh, because uh, he'll be done pretty quick. I don't think his opinion has changed much. Though. What do you think about the diadem now, Juxta? Uh, I think it's a large waste of development time that should have been a lot more deeper than what it is and it should have uh, actually changed the game and it really hasn't and just basically is fates in the sky do you have any hope for it H- how so like hope that it'll change or? all right well well take a look at it this way okay you, you said that, that, that you hope that it changes the game okay but i'm not really sure how adding one thing is gonna really at the very start of it flip the entire game on its head and really change things up because i think it has major potential to be able to change things up, okay? And the way that I see that is now that we have the diadem, right? The way that most events that have been put into the game work is they're relevant at launch, and then they slowly kind of start to use their relevance, and then when the next patch comes out, that's it. 
it, it's no longer relevant. But with something like the DM, um, you can add more maps, you can add more locations that going forward with every patch, they don't really have to work on anything else. They don't have to add any new things. All they have to do is increase the, the, the stats or the item level on the new gear in the new map zone. And that could then start uh, working as our supplementary con or our supplementary gears. And basically what this ends up being, and, and I mentioned in the last show, this is the first step towards horizontal progression. Sure. And that is a huge change in the game. And it's not something going forward you have to put a lot of development yeah, time that into. That sounds like a cop-out. When you said have hopes for it going in the future, what I was thinking is that this, where you just go in and spam one island for loot, is just the beginning. And it's just kind of yes, like getting no, us... that is um, my second point, It's Nika. just getting us like used to the idea of yes. the diadem. And then from here on out, the objectives are going to be more things like yes. find this NM or hunt for yep, this thing. That's something that's different than just spamming for an hour and a half on the same island. Yes, that's a really that's good the point, second, Mika. I like God that. God damn it, you motherfuckers mute juxta. <laughs> <laughs> that's the second point that I was getting to is going forward they you know like this first one yeah it's getting people used to the idea but going forward they can introduce special pop conditions you know killing X amount right. of this See that? chaining these together to get certain things uh, you know dropping even certain gear yeah, it's, or finding ways to influence what stats show up onto your gear it's exactly. possible that if all of that dropped at the same, at once it would have been like either way too much for them to handle or just way too overwhelming for the players so I'm, I'm hoping that that's what that is and that this is just an yeah, intro well, and from it is here on out they're not just going to add a new zone with another island right same exact thing for higher because islands. because here's that the, would be boring as fuck because here's the thing that you have to consider they uh, they either have to expand the system to uh support newer gear because at, at, you know at the point that we get 3.2 there's going to be a new tier of gear it's going to push eye level forward and either they're going to have to have the gear coming out of diadem keep up in some way like they did with hunts right having the upgrade items be able to be purchasable with more allied seals uh, or they're going to have to develop an entirely new system that's going to put out loot to be able to fill that gap. And why do that when you have a perfectly good palette canvas to do that on already? Exactly. And you're right, Nika. I think that that introducing it because it's an entirely new thing, like like this kind of play style hasn't been seen in FF14. Unless you count fates, fine. Okay, but that's all... That's all it is, is, is that it's just <laughs> fucking fate. I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, yeah, hear you. what are you saying? Fuck what? I'm thinking. what? <laughs> Speak up. And because it's so new and it's so different, except for fates, it's something that the, that they wanted to test out. Right. And as much as as much as I hated Abyssia and what it did to FF11, when I think about going into Abyssia, you as a group had to decide: Are we going to spend the entire time frame in here like XPing, or are we going to go after the NMs? And you yes. couldn't do both. Right. So I kind of feel like that this system lends to something like that, where you can go in there and just hunt for gear. Sure, that's great. Or you can go in and like get these pop items to farm for this big NM to. Drop some, you know, All right, well, you out. know what? Fuck you. Do that from the fucking start. What, hang on. Why? Why not? They did it with fucking Eleven, Final Fantasy Eleven. This is just the first tier of gear. If you have to, if you're going to be putting more gear that comes out of there, you're going to like they need to be able to expand the system somehow. If uh, we don't know, we we have no idea whether or not we're going to get new maps. I don't think we will. I don't think we will get additional Diadem maps. I think that that zone is big enough that it can support. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, already it supports 70, 70, what is 72 people? Yeah. 72. Yeah. Uh, and so we know that it can support 
parties doing multiple things it can support an entire alliance farming uh you know far, farming on dino island uh or tr- uh, triceratops island and then another party can be fucking off doing an entirely different thing if they wanted to do nms yeah juxta i think you're putting way too much faith in the player base because had they came out with an had they came out with an, no had they came out with an event like uh, of the scale that we're talking about something akin to what we had in ff11 people would be complaining that it's too complicated yeah. they can't figure it out yeah. we would have had a fucking steps of faith all over again it's yeah. better to start no, small no, it's no, better to see, start small and 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 take your data that's coming in and find out exactly what the people want and adjust it accordingly because they are more likely to change it going forward than they are to roll it back i disagree because no because like this is like you're you're like catering to the fucking terrible people that can't do steps of faith. Make it fucking hard from the onset and be like, this is what it's going to be. But this is and then have, have fucking Alexander Savage again, Stop where barely anybody to the does it. Terrible people. Stop hey, listening to them. Keep in mind, this is the this is the catch up patch though. So I feel like this is the patch where everyone gets to two ten because the next patch, the eye level is going forward. So I feel like introducing it right now is simply a way to catch up. Is a great introduction so that now when the eye level rises, they can right. add something harder. And Here's, that was one of the points of this whole idea wasn't just that it's another Alexander Savage where if you're not good enough you don't get to do it this is something that everybody can join in on and as it goes forward as it goes forward the exclusivity of it will then start to come out and there will be certain people that won't be able to progress on to 220, 240, 250 because it does start to get harder and more complex so the casuals will be left in you the can't, dust. You can't, you can't introduce Abyssia before you introduce Dynamis. FF11 if you had put Abyssia in the game before Dynamis, no one would have known what the fuck, like, because d- all of the endgame events that you had in 11 basically prepped you for the next shit that you're going to be doing. It all kind of built off the same thing. No. If you're if you're going from the ground up, you can't you can't overwhelm people like that. Gotta and, walk and before you can run, bro. Here And here's the thing, and here's the thing, is that the Diadem does serve a really important function in that it does, it, it like, it provides this, like I had said, it provides this inherently different way of playing outside of, yes, fates, but there's so, people interacted with fates on such a small level and, and so on, on such a minor level compared to what the, the devs really wanted it to be. Each time, think about each time they put in new fates nobody fucking does them nobody cares about them okay so yeah you're it does mimic that play style a little bit but the thing is is that it also mimics shit in other mmos that is grindy and a little bit boring nika how long how much time did you stand around waiting for ground kings to pop <laughs> how much time no, don't even make me think about that okay all right so all right why did you do that um, because, well, a couple of different reasons, actually. The biggest reason being if I didn't show up, they would dock me points on my uh, DKP. <laughs> Why was it so important? It was so important because, for, well, there's many reasons. One is you actually needed the entire, um, like, you needed your entire. Nico, we're looking for one answer for you. That's gear. No, two the is gear. because it was <laughs> the best gear. No. Please, just say okay, gear. Okay, no, just two say is gear. because it was the best gear in the game forever. Like, it never got outclassed, ever. Like, no matter how long, like, I don't know how the game is now, but, like, the black belt, I don't know. That you got a defending literally was the ring, best GG. forever. Why it did people do forever. Dynamis in FF11? 
Because of the gear. Why are people going to do Diadem? Because of the gear. Yes, it's a little bit boring. Yes, it's a little bit grindy. Yes, it's very repetitive. But it it isn't it isn't a dungeon where you have to have your brain plugged into it and paying attention every second of that dungeon. Juxta, Nizel Isle and Salvage, both great events, right? Imagine they gave nothing. Would you do them? Because they were fun. They were fucking fun. No. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay, well, the make, gear, make the random grindy gear be something that I will have fun doing. Because in two, three weeks, we're not going to be saying, oh, I can't wait to go online and do Diadem hard. No, no. Who, who logged on saying, I can't wait to do Dynamis? I can't. I'm so excited to do Dynamis. I did oh, if it was a certain boy. kind of Dynamis. It depended oh, on which one. It took you four times doing Dynamis before you were like, really? I have to do this shit for how fucking long? No. I, you know, like, honestly. Just, and, and, that, and that's why you don't have Dynamis again. I mean, Just Square a, Enix can learn from their mistakes, which is peep, Dynamis. Tons of people did Dynamis. What's cool about DM so far, though, is that, like, the gear that you don't want instead of it just hitting the floor. Like, did you look and see that all the materia you can get? Like, you can easily get grade five materia, and I guarantee you when the next set of relic shit comes out, you're going to need all this grade five well, materia. Well, yeah, he's not, he's not arguing get. that, though. What he's arguing is that the event itself is boring. boring. Which, well, yeah, it definitely all is. I have this is all I have to say to you, Juxta. When we go home tonight, Netflix and Diadem. <laughs> it's definitely boring, but it has potential. It and I feel like all boring. of us right now are throwing all of this hope and just watch it not actually. Change. Yeah. And so and, and, and like I was also saying the last episode, what's cool about this event, because you're right, it is boring, but it also doesn't require all of your brain power. So it's very easy to do diadem and also distract yourself with something else. I like the whole randomization to it. The, the whole aspect of oh, what's dropping now, what's dropping now, what's dropping now, right? But at the same fucking time, I'm doing other stuff. I'm playing Fallout. I'm on Facebook. I'm watching Netflix because you're right. It's fucking boring as shit. But going forward, it can evolve. Okay, well... It should have been what it can evolve to today because we're not in 2000 anymore. I mean, this is 2015. Like, we should have engaging events, but we're getting pa- we're, We have a caller on the line who okay. called in. So, All right. Caller, what's your name? Hey, it's me. Remember? Oh, oh my God. God. A couple weeks. I oh, swear God. I, I saved your number here. Month. It's been like a month Burn or two phone. since I last talked. Yeah. Uh, it seemed like just yesterday you were here, Robert. Hi, Robert. Hey. Uh, how you doing? Just so you know about the whole epic best thing, if I could donate, I'd probably be Campanero. Oh, well, You know what? Well, Drop his call. Drop his call. <laughs> you have the power. I have a punishment for Nika, though. Oh boy! I what's have a that? Week suitable punishment. Okay. <laughs> I think oh, you have my interest. Weeks, I think for two whole weeks, Nika should grow out her, her body hair. <laughs> That's, dude, in the winter, I do that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> learning, it's cold, and who do also, I need to impress? I think learning a little too much about I Nika also today. think it's good that you reached the big four hour episode. Th- thank, thank you. Th- thanks, Robert. We uh, we appreciate Ro- that. Robert, yeah. Robert, I have a I question for you. I want to ask a few questions. Um, I'm pretty sure the sure. last time we talked, you said you have started playing Final Fantasy XIV. Are, are you still subscribed? Are you still playing? Well, my I couldn't afford to get the subscription, the recurring subscription, so I had to, so I kind of, 
I kind of been trying to make money to pay for it. Okay, all right, but, but, but you do I'm have the game. I'm stuck at like level seven or eight. Oh, all right. I got well, to like level, level seven or eight Lollapal, and then I and then my subscription ran out. All right. Well, well, now I have to know why are you on Campanero? He's kind of a dick. Oh come on! Who doesn't like a Nero? That's All right, right. well, uh, you hear you hear that LB Army? Uh, Robert Reddit, from um, New York is officially Camp a Nero. So uh, if you're one of those people who, for some reason, doesn't like Robert the from, uh, from well, we all do our fair share of yelling. <laughs> but uh, if uh, if you are one of those people that that you know are always wondering why we put Robert on the show and you want to really stick it to a Nero, don't to Camp Juxta. We we have girls. <laughs> do it. You want to know something else? <laughs> uh, I guess. Um, I feel like, and this is my only complaint with Final Fantasy XIV. That you're not playing. I've, I've, I, my only complaint with it is I feel like there should be more player choice involved. Like, it should be more player choice based. Okay. Like the decisions should affect what happens in the events in the game. It kinda, it's kind of like story? what they did with Life is Strange. Sounds like you want to play uh, Knights of the Old Republic. I was going to say the Star Wars ones do that. Yeah, yeah I think they do. Go grab because yourself a Bethesda like game. That's not Bethesda. No, but they do that too. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, all right, Robert. Yeah, more player choice. Sure. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, unfortunately, Robert, we, we we have also recently instituted a rule on time limits for calls, so we can keep things speedy. Yeah. And uh, your time is unfortunately up. It, but, it was. Uh, we it was, hope to hear from you again soon. Good to hear from you. We yeah. We we, we were getting worried. To be we, honest. Were, we were. We were. We were starting to get concerned. We hadn't heard from you in a couple of weeks. So. Yeah. Okay, yeah. all right, I guess that's okay, it. All right, all right. I, guess I, I guess we're done Thank with you Robert. Thank you again for your call, Robert. Thanks, Robert. Thanks, Robbie. All right, well, uh, that okay. was a train wreck. So, okay, well, um, I'm glad I took that call. Yeah. <laughs> Good <laughs> should, fucking job. I should have known after he called four times. Yeah. Well, to be fair, I mean, four times, like at 10, I got been, suspicious. That could have been Joe. But. That could have been Joe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, well, thanks, Robert. Thanks for that. And uh, yeah, where were we? We were talking. What were we the talking? The DM. Oh right. Yeah, yes, Juxta is dumb. Yeah, Juxta. No, no, <laughs> fuck you guys. Don't, no, he's don't, right, don't, but don't also seems to me. have. You no, Juxta's correct. But no, he seems no, to be he the does. Biggest he does. pessimist out of our group. He does. Right now. He does have a legitimate point. It is boring, but it also has potential. And and you know we the we fuck we, we were we were briefly talking before the show too about it. And and one of your main criticisms was okay. When have they ever changed anything before? Right. That's valid. You're right. But up until this event, would you have ever thought we would get something like this? It does seem like an event that is expandable. It's easily expandable, and it's easily. not anything that you have to change anything inherently Yeah, we to. haven't really had any events that were expandable. Just throw new islands in there. Not even just throw new islands. I mean, just throw new objectives on islands that already exist. I mean, we've got, you know, we've got the uh, the, the bunch of items that you have to collect and stuff like that. We've got item vendors that already exist in the zone. It just feels like you have, uh, 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 an you know, an opportunity to just place a couple of, you know, like even randomize it. Randomize where the question marks are going to be. Make somebody trade 
the the spawn instead of having to hit the tracks to spawn the NM. And then that way you're actually like there's an actual system and then there's progression. And I, I, that's what I would like to see is I would like to see just beyond, you know, beyond the one star well, NMs and in there. And that's the other like, thing you have to real, realize, too, is going forward, they're not just going to be adding in new gear. They also have to increase the difficulty of the monsters. So indeed. eventually two star, three star, four star and if the only if the only mechanic in here is kill stuff until things spawn, you don't think eventually when we have five stars that it's going to be you know killing rank fours, fives, one star, two star, three star that that's going to get tedious and long. They're going to have to introduce new mechanics to this area if they want to increase its longevity. I I really sincerely it's essential. Yes. I really sincerely hope that that's that's. Don't you roll be, your fucking eyes at me? I really hope that that's going to be dumbass. Oh okay. It's, I really hope. Is that Robert that, trying to call me? <laughs> he might. Be. Oh God! Uh, yeah, again, if you'd like to call Limit Break Radio, uh, send us a Skype message, Limit Break Radio, or eight one zero five one five eight seven one five. If you're using a regular old phone, uh, but yeah, like that's that's I th- again, I, I think that there's an opportunity to expand on the system. What I don't want to see is I don't want them to just introduce a whole new set of islands with the same set of rules and the same set of mob mechanics. Man, I just increase eye level. Yeah. I would like to see I, new islands. Oh sure. Sure. In right. T- yeah, that's because not- you remember it was originally um, um, stated that you had to discover these islands through your airship, which yes. right now we don't see any relevance in using your own airship. Right. 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 So they have well, to add here's, more. Here's what I would it, 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 I think would would be appropriate. I think at three point two, if they added some more and some more objectives to do up in the in the in the diadem that we have, right? Uh, if they start there and then they add the ability for new areas to be charted so people are charting in, in preparation for 3.3 and then at 3.3 they introduce a new zone new islands and we we go back to uh, <gasps> you know that that sort of farmy spammy style thing for the new islands and then at 3.4 okay, we get the NMs okay guys Put on your tinfoil hats. Okay. okay. All right. Tinfoil now, hat this isn't going to happen. This is giving them way too much credit. So, Juxta, yes, I already know that this is a pipe dream, right? But imagine as we're exploring more of the diadem, right? We start opening more of these islands up. Eventually, we come across some type of, of, of tribe or civilization up there, right? And now when you go into the diadem, because remember, they mentioned uh, uh, earlier on that you would be able to go to certain islands and you would be able to see that parties have been here before. They've affected the environment. They 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 fucked shit yeah, up, they right? Did say something like so that. imagine, did, yeah. imagine coming across this this kind of civilization or 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 this this clan or something that lives up there and they're hostile of course right so instead of just going and finding islands where we randomly fight mobs now we go to islands where there's actually like structures and stuff and so you're actually like you know destroying like you know bases and houses and and turrets and things like that and actually raiding these villages as you're fighting these mobs to get loot that would be cool i don't see it happening no i don't see it happening either but but that would be cool no i mean something like that maybe for 4.0 but it sounds like an entirely different system from what we have i mean i just thinking of like easy ways that they could expand on what they already have and not make it too terribly complex and i think that that's a good way to do it um you know you'd still have to find an island find the you know where the triple question mark is on that island clear the mobs out before you could spawn the thing then spawn the thing and then you've got to deal with the repops i mean it just makes sense like that to me sounds like a classic mmo event and uh, you know like what i again i'm gonna go back to what i said 
said earlier, what they have here is good. If they build upon it, that's going to be even better. If they don't, it's okay because it's filled enough of uh, uh, enough voids that we needed in terms of you know gear progression and and the way that gear operates that um, it's defensible and uh, you know people will do it for the gear. The most amount of fun I had in Diadem was during the Tuesday reset when we got queued into that complete empty <laughs> Diadem. Yeah, that and was, yeah. we actually had to like try and like yeah. be aware of our surroundings. It was fun. And thanks to everyone who was in our party, we like got aggro from multiple ads and uh, But that was that was can, so much fun though. Right. It was but, fun. That but was can fun. we can we blame the majority of the aggro on Skuro? Oh sure. It was Sneaky Seaman too. Seven. Oh. Um, but, but, but no like Jesus. Oh but nice, no, like, nice slip there. Well whatever. Um but no like if they made it so Random parties can't get like claim on a on a mob that someone else is fighting. So like your mob is your mob. That would be interesting because then it'd just be your party going through this big area and trying true, to find true. your little slice of this giant sky world. And that would be interesting because it'd actually be hard because you only have the eight people to help you out. But again, you know, like in the first week, all of the parties congregated to one area on Dino Island. They just killed there's everything. there's no reason not to. Well, but the, and, and when I did hard mode last night, there was a reason not to because you weren't getting credit for everything. Uh, you know, all of those NMs, those stars that were getting popped, you just weren't getting fucking credit. Credit for a lot of those and, and not and fuck getting gold star or gold chest credit. We weren't getting any credit. And so, you know, like I, I think that that is uh, another aspect that people are still feeling out is, uh, you know, what, what's what's the distribution of parties supposed to be? You know, like how how many people is too many people before people start getting fucked out of loot? Well, and a lot of people were saying that they really need to change the uh, DPS attribution. And I don't know that they do. I mean, I'm not totally sure that. That they do like yes it was frustrating not getting loot last night but there it, it, i think that the that's part of the meta game is you got to go okay you got to organize a little bit with the people in there and go not all 72 people can be at one spot just beating the shit out of everything what was your party set up uh I, well we went in with uh two pre-mades and we went into hard so uh yeah um, I don't. Well, I, mean, I, I don't. I don't. I don't remember what the people were. Because maybe you just didn't have enough DPS in your party. Um, no, I don't think that was it. Okay, I don't think that was it. So, uh, yeah, I, you know, and and it was fun. Don't get me wrong. You know, going in there with uh with a bunch of people was fun, and uh, being on vent that was cool too. And I guess the thing that I just like is that it gives free company messages a uh, a function now because you can say, hey, we're doing Diadem and Saturday nights. You know, like it was, it, remember how, how FF11 used to be where you could log on and you see, oh, this is what, what is happening when and join if you want. I loved that idea. And there's nothing in this game that lends itself to that because it's all limited to eight people and nobody. And I mean, nobody is running fucking uh, uh, Crystal Tower or Void Arc as a group like that. Like just legitimately no one's fucking doing that. So uh, I, I think that, you know, it's, it's a nice option for larger FCs and it gives them something to do and again I think people will stay plugged into it because the gear is good the rewards are good um, and that was an important thing that that Square Enix get right out of that and I think they definitely did and and and, and breaking up the gear structure too is also a, a really good idea so we also have a caller calling in uh, Visenya Bun of Coral wanting to talk about the Diadem hard mode what's up Visenya hello how are you welcome to Limit Break Radio hello. 
Um, so I've been doing Diadem a lot lately. I actually really like it, but I hate hard mode. Hard mode is actually worse than normal mode. Okay, so why? explain why. Because, I, I mean, I noticed um, some differences in there last night, but I'm curious to know, since you've done way more, what what you think. I think it's worse because you don't have the random element with tracks anymore, and it gets really annoying whenever you're constantly popping star ranks instead of having the opportunity to pop, you know, rank fives. Right. I mean, at least they could have added, like, two stars in there so it's like well we can pop a one star mob but what if we pop a two star mob and then it's oh shit oh my god right but no it's there's no random element in it anymore it's it hard mode's less fun that's true uh although you know like i i it does spawn different mobs each time so i mean you know what you're going to be fighting isn't definitely predetermined you know we were getting um uh the Oh, what was the? It was like the the bull like thing that Slushy? knocks you back. Uh, I don't remember what it's called. And then we also got the brachiosaur a couple of times. And you know, so so, so in hard mode, um, the, the they're tracks, all stars, but they don't spawn spawn necessarily. Well, also, I haven't been able to do hard mode yet. So you know, when you kill the the in normal mode, it's when you kill the five or the four star, there would be a chance of tracks spawning. Right? Um, in hard mode, is it like? tracks always drop or something or is no. it still ran- is that still random yeah you or like does it drop more often and when people aren't paying attention everybody clicks on tracks and then you have like five star mobs up at once and like people freaking out i, or? I think she's saying there aren't tracks well, to click the, the stars will just pop up when they're ready to pop it's actually uh, a little bit more challenging no. to get tracks we were not no, getting we're, tracks we're all wrong Sh- let her okay. talk yeah go ahead um no the tracks spawn still and i think the drop rate's the same i haven't really noticed anything different but the mobs don't seem to have any um visible health or damage buffs and it gets really annoying whenever you have more people in hard mode who are fighting a star rank that you popped and you don't get the loot for it yes because somebody oh. tagged it first and yes. it happens constantly yes I've, yes I've, I've run several normal mode diadems where i've gotten like 10 nms to drop a gold chest mm-hmm. and in hard mode i can rarely get like four or five because everybody's killing them so fast that's that's a good you know what that's a good point so what's supposed to be the draw of hard mode then well i think think, they're all higher ranks so there's a higher spawn chance of the gold chest spawning right and i think part of the meta in here is that uh not again in 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 uh normal mode i think it's normal for uh, everyone in the zone to be in the same area they're all beating up on the same thing but in hard mode i think they're trying to encourage you to split off and not act as a 72 person pack right and that actually Attribution is a big part well, of that. Well, let me ask you this though, because uh, it, it sounds like you get the same rewards from hard as you do normal, yes. right? So the 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 idea of going into hard is that you get more chests, okay? Yes. But if you're splitting off even on your own, I feel like going into normal and splitting off on your own, you have the same firepower, but you can kill monsters faster. And like she said, ten chests in normal, and and how many did you end up getting when you're in hard mode? Five did, at most. Did you did you try moving? Like, did you try organizing a couple other parties to move to a different area, or was it all seventy two people beating up on the same thing? Uh, it was all seventy two people yeah. beating up on the same thing. They act like it's normal mode, but people in the chat are saying that there are two to three star mobs, or there should be, but we don't know the spawn conditions yet, and that's true. Okay, but there's a. There's a NPC at the little base that you go to that yep. tells you that um, during the night, scarier monsters come out. And I'm oh. wondering if you pop 
fresh tracks in a certain area during nighttime during certain weather conditions if it'll pop yeah because i, it, I do know slightly oh, deeper than cool. we think i do i do know that uh, you know there has been some discussion about weather conditions because there does there is the uh, phases of the moon uh oh, okay, no. <laughs> no. but there is there is that there is that uh that same type of weather that appears up in Ozis law as well as uh in uh uh what is uh um uh, zenith that is like i can't remember what it's called but it, it's like uh, it's like that ethereal yeah, wind or whatever. Exactly. Yes, and that does that also does make an appearance. And I think that there's been testing done about does that have an impact on the system. So that's that, and that's the other thing that I was driving at is that yeah, doing hard mode, it does seem like there's stuff that we don't have figured out about this yet, and that it is slightly deeper than we think. And so you know, like the fact that people aren't getting the loot out of it that they want or at the rate that they want, I think. That is in its own way telling you, hey, you're not doing the right thing. That, that makes sense because to me, it seems like if you have a, a, a really solid, really strong like ace group, that you would be able to farm more gold chests in easy or sorry in normal mode, splitting off by yourself because yeah. the mobs die so quicker and you're right. such a well oiled machine compared to going off on your own even in hard mode right. and doing your yourself. Yeah, and you know, I I, I think that this is going to take some time for people to really suss out and i think that that's a good thing that's a good thing now could they you know will they add more i hope they will i sincerely hope they will end up adding more uh you you know pop i think again going back to the idea of pop items i think would would be a good thing and they've got those vendors in there so you know those seem underutilized one uh idea that my fc had that we were talking about is the idea of other zones and not sticking specifically to Abalathia's spine, but instead moving to other areas. It would be cool to go to Azus Law and like chart Azus Law and um, fight primals that the Alligans were experimenting on and have sure. them have mechanics that are actually difficult to deal with. Because sure. right now, the only difficult star rank there is is the Brachiosaur, and that's just annoying. It's not hard. It's just annoying. It yeah, is. Media yeah. doesn't even one shot. No media. Yeah, and yeah, that's really that's really is is what I think that most people's complaint is is that it's not hard. It's just annoying, and I get that. And uh, you know, the fact that Square Enix said that the DDM was going to be hard, I don't think that they delivered on that. Um, and I don't know. We'll we'll see. Do you do you have any hope that they're going to expand the system? That they're going to do something more with it? Oh, I definitely have hope. I just don't know if it's going to come to fruition at any point with Square Enix. But Yeah, it's always tough to tell. I hope. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much for the call. You got any shout outs you want to share? Um, yes. I said my guild's name wrong last time I was on here. Oh, <laughs> shame, shame. And I got shit for it. Um, Advocates of Honor Advocates on Coral, of Honor. sir. All right. Yeah. And hi, Nika. <laughs> well shout out to advocates of honor thank you very much for that call and uh yeah i, I do think she spoke very well there wasn't like any stutters or pauses or anything like that i know we should hire her for the show right maybe you could take a page out of her book right yeah i know uh no i i very good points there about the diadem if you if you have any thoughts about the diadem normal hard whatever you want give us a call uh send a skype message to limit break radio or uh call 810-515-87 one five uh and uh you know what do you guys think about the material rewards that you can get with the points you know i haven't actually looked specifically at what they're offering uh besides like like normal material is there is there anything new no. to it no but oh. you can get but the level can, five 
yeah, 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 no, that's definitely cool, especially yeah. considering that they mentioned that going forward they want to put uh, Materia slots on all kinds of stuff, including ESO right. gear. They did say in 3.2 they're changing the way that Materia works and you can't over meld like certain types of stats right. anymore. Right. And that like they're going to add it. Materia slots to different I gear. I think for me, after this whole Diadem stuff, what it does is it shows that that Yoshi P and the development team is still willing, even if it's just baby steps at first, to take steps in new directions, to right. try new things. All yeah. right. So and I know, they did say that they're going to try new things. Yes. They've been so, saying that. So I mean, it's hoping beyond hope, but going forward, what I'd like to see next is 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 stuff that, that allows true customization amongst individual classes, okay? For example, let's take the new relic weapons, all right? Obviously, the old ones allowed a certain level of customization when you could put stats on them. But when it came They're right down to still it, a BIS. Yeah. When, when you came right down to it, you put on the stats that you needed the most. So really, it was it was a uh, 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 simulated, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Difficulty? Uh, choice. 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 Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like you had a choice, but but did you really? Not if you you know didn't want to get laughed out of a or the illusion right? of choice. The illusion of choice. The illusion of choice. Sorry, there, that's what that's I was looking okay. for. Right. So what I would like to see going forward, especially with the relic weapons, is there to be choices of how to power these up, what to add to it beyond just stats. So we've said it before. We've talked about it many many times. But I would like to see them start introducing the augmentation of traits. Or yes. ability, I think. But but if you're going to do that, you got to work towards it. You got to work towards oh, it. Yeah, and the absolutely. First, the first step of that, and I think the way that you, uh, you suggested in the past, Kahlo, that it be done through Materia, which yes. I thought was a great suggestion. Yes. And I actually think that having another way that you can get Materia and just having it literally be an output of Materia, I think that that's a pretty good indication that they're going to look to change up how Materia functions. And this is that might be just the first step in it. And I. I think that 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 could be something that we're working towards not to mention i mean obviously the system in itself has been lacking since the launch of 2.0 yes but i mean it's essentially gems right and i feel like giving it a name like materia really gave it kind of a legacy to listen up to you know to, that's true too. to me anyway and not just because i'm a 7 fanboy but materia was was for me one of the one of the coolest customization options yes. you know w- within the, the the ff community and to know that it's going to be playing a higher role in uh you know coming up in 3.2 exactly. and beyond I'm that's glad. great like, I think out of that's all great. the stuff yeah. that's in the game that really needs a revamp and really needs them to take a yes. look at it, Materia is definitely amongst the top. Yeah, I totally well, agree. But the thing is, is that they could easily just make it a point where they start making gear have less stats on it and you just have to fill it in with Materia, which is going to bother me. What they do need to do is, you're right, they need to have more choice and they can't yes. have such hard DPS checks in the I end game or literally you'll be doing the exact same thing as everyone else again i think that's one of the reasons that that they actually said uh, uh you said that, that, that they're looking to change up the materia system because just putting more slots on everything nika's right basically all you're going to be expected to do is put in whatever your primary stats are right there's no there's no fun to that there's no real choice to that and so who I don't want to get my hopes up too much. Yeah, but, that's true. But it that's would be true. Really, really cool to start putting traits in there. By the way, Harold Saxon in the chat asking, uh, "Do you think that they should have not bothered at all with Lords of Vermilion and put time into Diadem?" Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, maybe not necessarily time into Diadem, but I do. I mean, you know, Joe never called us a couple of weeks ago talking about this. He said, yeah, Lords of Vermilion was just a really worthless addition. The con- the, the, the cons- mini games like that. If if, if if they have a team that actually works on player versus player type of content they should put their time into the real pvp rather than a minion PvP. no ho- ho- hold on because obviously 
mini games work. I mean, Triple Triad was a phenomenal success, okay? Right. But it also has very minimal mechanics. So I think the idea of Lords of Dominion, like that whole thing is cool. I think that there is a, a niche market out there for it. Oh, but this was but not I, the time for I, it. I, not, not just that. Like, like time's fine. I don't think they needed to put quite as much complexity into it as they did because now that it's, I'm, I'm, I, I don't know, probably going to flop, uh, you know, based on general consensus, uh, I, I feel like it was a lot of wasted development time because, you know, it, it kind of flopped. And it, had it just been like what Triple Triad was, which, you know, obviously a lot yeah, more tri- yeah, triple triad is Lords simple. of you can just- than into Triple Triad. Yeah. Had it flopped, you didn't waste as much as you now have putting into it. Right. Yeah, no, I... It, no, it, the reason that Triple Triad is such a success is not only is it fairly simple, but it's also pick up and go, right? You can be almost anywhere. You can just yeah, teleport in somewhere, play with a friend, play with an NPC, yes, call it you good. you don't have to Lords go somewhere. Vermin- yeah, Lords of Verminion, you have to go to the Gold Saucer. You have to spend X amount of time memorizing the stats, learning all of this stuff, figuring out strategy, then, you know, then all of this, and it takes up so much time, whereas Triple Triad, I can play a few games while I'm queuing or whatever. You can't do that while playing Lords of Verminion. So it just, it, it's not something that appeals to a player base of a game like this i like ryan's yeah. chat wolves done is more popular than lov yeah that that <laughs> might that might very well be true that's, uh, that's pretty sad yeah it is pretty sad i i do i i don't think that they should have spent any time on lords of verminion right now like they should have really sat on that and waited until a point like between 3.0 and 4.0 i think people may have been a little bit more interested in it because they would have been a little bit more forgiving of that downtime i think that the reason people are so critical and and harping on lov so much is that they're they're that could have been our relic weapons they're well no they're conflate they're like they're they're saying like look you know we had a, such a massive downtime i mean i get that you guys needed a break and that the break was a much more of a contributing factor to the downtime than any of the actual content that's being developed but like you had an opportunity with 3.0 and subsequently 3.1 to really make an impression on any one that you picked up with heaven's word and i just don't think that they did i think that they really shat the bed with anyone who is interested that they picked up from heaven's word that they're not that they didn't hold on through this content cycle yeah. and that they're probably not going to hold on looking for the next one it's only the diehards like us that you know have been playing for so uh, long uh just want to make a note uh diehards means because we are so passionate we love the game not, not hardcore. we are not calling ourselves hardcore players right uh, and I'm so sad that we have to specify that. I, right? <laughs> well, see, me specifically, because I claimed on a previous show that if you find a clip of us claiming to be hardcore, I'll delete my character. So I'm watching out for me. <laughs> but but because, I mean, you know, we are, uh, again, yeah, you're right. We're not hardcore, but we are very dedicated. We're dedicated to this game. We've played, you know, I've played it all the way through 1.0. Uh, Nika played it all the way through 1.0, all the way to the end. I mean, if we're going to stick to this game. killed marmots. Yeah. That's it, dedication. It, it, if, if we're going to stick, you you know, like we're going to stick through this game no matter what, and not just because of the show, but because we l- genuinely love the game. But for anyone who that, you know, that they picked up at the point of heaven's word, I just don't see it. Like, you know, someone who picked it up in passing all of those tons of talented people that were streaming it on a regular basis. All none of those people are even an iota of plugged into what's going on anymore. And that's sad. I'm really bummed out by that because they really did have an opportunity. If they had really set like set themselves out with three point. I, I, I think it. With the point one patches, you gotta be on top of your shit. Uh, I'd like to point out something in chat. Uh, Shady Grove fourteen says, "Face it, the game is giving people more content and diversity in gameplay than any other MMO out there," and that's not true. 
That's not true. Uh, Lords of Verminion, it's been done before. Sure. World of Warcraft did it. And sorry, they did it better. It was more fun. It no, was less complicated. No, stop, stop. What? Stop. Those what? are two completely different games. The World of Warcraft thing is Pokemon. This is an RTS. They're completely different. They both include battling up. minions. But they're, they're, mini, they're mini games. But, I, I, I but got the point is, WoW is already known, and, and to me it's one of the downfalls of it, of, of trying to put a lot more diversity in the game. It's one of the reasons that I left is I felt like I wasn't able to... See, but I don't see, I don't see Lords of Verminion as diversity in content. If well, nobody, that's an opinion. You know, uh, yeah, it is an opinion. That is my opinion, but I don't see it as a diversity in content because it's it's still a mini game. It's a side thing. You're not adding. You're not adding the the. And you know why the actual content that people want incentives. Well, it's there Lords is Lords of Verminion gave yeah. me a special like trait augmenting thing that I could then apply to my character that would be fine. Like, Actually, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, like what I was Even saying better about titles, how more glamour, mounts, pets, just anything any, more there's than literally, one pet. There's literally there's one nothing. Minion, yeah. there's no, there's one minion. Oh, there's one a, minion. I think the Twin Tanya minion, I think. Oh, yes, man. Um, All right, but guys, I, I mean, And that's why things like, what was it, in ESO, the PvP system works because then you can buy abilities from only from PvP points that you can then use in the outside world. So I feel like if something like Lords of Verminion or the PvP in our game gave us something like that, that would be incentive enough to do it. And then you would be bitching about then you have to do Lords of Verminion to be <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I, no, I, no, I don't think so. Because remember, I said I definitely think the game's fine. It's just really complicated and too much time for me to learn for no reward. I think it depends. I think it depends. Like, how much time would you have to spend devoting to Lords of Verminion to get the thing? I think if it's a reasonable, like, you know, like if, if two weeks casually and i could probably get it okay yeah that's that's probably fair but you know like someone could poop socket in a couple of days fine that's probably fair but i mean like you make it you make that thing that comes out of it like you've got to do 30 jillion lords of verminion <laughs> one thousand wins yeah like Had that's insane one on the tournament yeah like to it's gotta ability. be it's gotta be reasonable so i mean but the thing is is that if you did that there's going to be a handful of people that really decide that they like Lords of Verminion and continue doing it. I don't think that there's some people out there that would really like Lords of Verminion that will never, ever even touch it or try it because they they just think it's a waste of time. If the I'm MGP payout was really high, I would do it too, simply because I'm spending so much MGP on trying to get triple triad cards that I would love a bigger what, way to get what MGP. Are you, what, are you, what cards are you trying to get now that you're spending MGP on? Zidane. Oh wow, poor you. I was gonna say I, have spent, I bought I, I like three or four you. packs of Mithril and I have all of them already. Zidane doesn't <laughs> come from Mithril. No, no, I know. I already got Zidane from gold months ago, but I'm just I've saying. never had to buy a Mithril because I have all of those cards. Oh yeah, I, th- I think I did probably notice. Do all of those cards already come from someplace else? Yeah, I think so. There's not any that are Mithril specific. Okay, the think... only new one is Pippin and he also drops from Swift and Uldah. Okay, but well I got the biggest, Pippin The biggest thing that's making me him. sad is that I have probably spent over a million MGP. I could have bought the Cloud card and maybe the Fenrir too and I still have not gotten Zidane. <laughs> that is hilarious. It is extremely sad. Like, that's I have, too funny. I've spent so much MGP. So honestly, if Lords of Reminion gave me enough of a payout that it gave me a much, much quicker MGP payout than, than anything I can do now. Okay, well, I would as, probably even pay it for play over that. As interesting as Nika's terrible luck with uh, Triple Segway Triad to is, a caller. we definitely have another person wanting to call in about the Diadem. Uh, Skurl calling in and oh, make God. it quick. Oh, we got we like go. eight people trying to call in. All right, Skurl, what do you have to say? Hey, what's up? Yeah, so like there's some things that like I feel like haven't really been pointed out like uh, specifically around chess. All right. I mean, even just like opening chests and gems, you kind of hate to build towards popping star MMs. 
So if you're doing like, say like, you know, walking around, you see like a hidden chest, it'll actually add to that as well as even just doing gathering. I mean, that's already adding to your hate to actually be able to pop those things. Now, are you referring to the messages you get where it's like you sense a foreboding presence around blah, 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 or whatever? Yeah, exactly. So, 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 so that the, builds, wait, that builds party hate? I, I yes. think what he's saying is whenever you kill a monster, it, it builds that, that hate towards the present. If you open a so chest. spawning attracts. Yeah. So the more yeah. things you kill, obviously, but the more chests you open or the more things you, you mine or objectives you do all help to pop those that's things That's interesting. Yeah, see, I did that. I, that's something I definitely didn't know. But, you know, the, what most people, I think, would say to that is that, oh, but Square Enix says that the system's not calculated on how much enemy you're generating. It's calculated on how much DPS you're generating. So, you know. Well, like, hold on. No, I, no, I, no, I, no, I think those are two different, different things. What he's yeah, saying I, is it's, it's kind of like a, a, a fake, like, digital presence right. enmity. I think it's he, not like real enmity. It's like saying the more shit you do, the more likely you are to spawn. Okay. Yeah, he, he, he may be uh, poor word choicing uh, 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 confused people. So yeah, basically what he's saying is every mob you kill brings you closer to spawning something. Every time you open a chest, yeah. it brings you closer to spawning okay. something. I get you. I get you. So it's a lot like abyssalites where you know you have to gather them up in order to get like basically the benefits. So like say getting more time extensions, but it resets every time you pop a track. Okay. So oh, it's going to reset okay. back to, you know, be basically having no hate. And the more you're killing mobs, you'll notice like that, you know, oh, there's an entity, you know, drawing nearby yeah. or immediately on top of you. Like those things are going to be generated based on you opening chests, gathering, and as well as killing mobs. Yeah, see, that's that was what I was kind of wondering: is that is there uh, is there underpinning stuff to this system that the system is not telling us about? Abyssia was really straightforward; it would mm-hmm. tell you your lights, you'd be able to track them, you'd be able to monitor what was see, going on. Already and, with this information going forward, they could make it to where you know, as you're building this, 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 you know. I don't like the word hate that we're calling it, but but whatever. The presence. Know, this presence. As you're building this presence, right, whatever the presence is comprised of, be it uh, opening chests or maybe the majority of it is killing something or, cra- or, or you know, uh, mining stuff up, that determines which of the star monsters spawn. Hmm. Now, obviously, because they all just drop random gear, it doesn't really matter. But going forward, that's something that, that could be changed to introduce and, a new kind of element. To yeah, it. and that can also lend to what I was saying about how you would have to choose if you wanted to farm for gear or choose if you wanted to do more of the NM-focused things. Because if you're building all this presence and then popping a one-star mob is going to erase it, you're going to purposefully not right. pop the tracks in order to you know have a higher chance of spawning something rarer. And that would be your entire alliance's focus. So right. that would be something you'd have to come to a decision as an alliance to to like attack that specific objective. That, that's that's definitely an interesting point. What else did, did we miss? Anything else, Skrull? Yeah, I mean that's the thing is like a lot of people are just kind of you know shortcutting things and being like, oh well, this is going to be just you know basic hunts in the sky. But I mean, like, look how long it took for us to figure out Abyssia. I mean, it took like at least a solid month, and I, I get that it's a little more in depth, but. It's still you can kind of see the breadcrumbs of this becoming like a bigger system. Yeah, and, like, and I think I, so hope so. I think I think that's sort of the crux of Colonize's argument is that it, it seems like it does. There's breadcrumbs. I like that term. There's breadcrumbs of what could be a bigger system at work. Even even right now, like you know, like you said, Juxa, uh, you know, when we got Abyssia, we got all of the stuff at once, and and. I, 
you know, I've been saying, especially since last week, uh, is that we don't we don't actually know for sure what we have. People are still experimenting and playing around with it. They think they know what they have, but we don't and really that's truly. The other know. thing, because this is the first kind of event like this in FF14, people aren't used to having to look for these kinds. Right, of Right, right, yeah. Square Enix has been, uh, you know, they've always told us exactly what they want out of it, and maybe maybe there is stuff that that is at work that we just don't recognize yet i think that that's entirely possible is there was there anything else uh i think i mean that's pretty much it i mean right. there's like a few other little things but i mean no we ain't got time for eight callers give your shout out girl all right carlo all right no i'm good okay all right later Skrull. thanks girl yeah th- no Hi. thanks that was actually th- thank you Skrull. that was a really good call no that was that was productive yeah, and, and was I, surprising I, yeah and if and, you can just act like that all the time that'd be really cool uh no i and and again like i, I do think uh that that sort of lends some credibility that there either is or uh you know could be in the future something a little Has bit he ever been on the show before uh yeah he he called in and asked a question on stump uh, oh, lbr I, so. I feel like i expected more mouth breathing <laughs> <laughs> I think he's called before that too. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but anyway, okay. So uh, it, let's uh, let's move on a little bit from the DM. And uh, I, I really quick, I just kind of want to talk to you guys. Uh, you know, we're going to be getting uh, 3.15 probably within the next couple of uh, you know maybe two months somewhere <laughs> in there. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to like make any promises. You don't want to rush them or yeah, anything. Right, you know, right. Pressure the dev team. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, uh, but. I, I kind of wanted to ask you guys. We know that we're going to be getting new relic quests out of there. Uh, what do you guys predict uh, we'll have to do? Because we've got most of the content that you know we're going to have to choose from, um, or we're going to have to grind. What the devs have to choose from to, to set us to task us to do uh what do you guys see being involved with uh doing the new relics well here's 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 the problem that's inherent in the system um obviously they're going to want to try and change it up right which everybody wants new stuff juxta uh, especially wants new fun exciting things yes but at the same time they're not going to abandon the way that they like to recycle content to keep it relevant you know you don't want dungeons to start dying down you don't want fates start dying down hunts to start dying down you have to find ways to bring people back into these to 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 help you know keep it healthy which is what they did in one or 2.0 and obviously it was successful um it obviously got boring but it did bring people back to fates it did put people back into those dungeons right that no one was running before right i foresee that happening i don't really foresee any kinds of you know, changes to that system to make it different, though. Like, well, I, what was I, okay? So, in when we got the the first round of relics, they uh, set us out killing the primals, mm-hmm. and we only had the normal versions of the fights. So, none of the extremes were ever included in any of the tasks that we had to do. So, what's and 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 primals at that time, if you remember. Everyone was getting kind of stuck on uh, Titan. Hearts. They were still new and exciting too. Well, uh, yeah, they were new and exciting. People were getting stuck and burnt out on Titan Hard, and so they weren't. They they stopped trying 
to uh, to to clear that stuff. And now we actually have a greater wealth of old 2.0 content that they could send us back to as well. You think so? That's possible. So what is the content spread that we have right now that you think Square Enix would would be the most likely to want to redirect us back towards? I can 100% guarantee you we're going to have to meld a million materia again. Simply because the well, datum some has point. increased. It has increased yeah. spirit bonding and you have a way to turn in gear for materia. 100% there will be a bullshit materia thing but this time they're hoping the backlash won't be as huge because you have other options other than guilt to and get it's them precedented now yeah it, you know yeah. and I, I i think that'll probably be a step down the line but what do you guys think the first real challenge is going to be like out of the gate at 3.5 what are they going to task us to do 3.15 yeah, three point one five. Sorry, um, you know you 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 mentioned having them uh, send us back and and do old content. So uh, I'm wondering if you expect one of our answers to be coil, um, having to go back and, and and do something in there. Oh gosh, they're saying like coil atma, like when you have to do coil and hope to get a drop here's, when you exit coil. Here's my thing though. Um, uh, n- not at a meta perspective, but you know, like, like like our characters in the game, you know, coil isn't something that you would do over and over again. You know, obviously it's it's one right. cohesive storyline, and you know, you go and you you defeat it, and, and and that's it, right? All the stuff that we had to do for the 2.0 relic weapons, you know, redoing dungeons or or primals, there's there's reasons or there's there's actual. Um, there's a reality to it. You know, the, the, the primals are constantly being summoned back. So having to fight them over and over again, it makes sense. Or even going back and redoing a dungeon, if you clear pirates out, it makes sense that they would reinvest the place, right? Um, I don't know if this is something that's intentional or not, but based on that, I don't see them maybe sending us back to redo coil, but it's also possible See, that they could. I, I, I mean, I coil atma. I don't as as much I don't as know people about are coil atma. As much as people are joking about that, uh, Nika, you and I and Juxta all ran through turns one through five in a night because we were yeah. bored on the stream. Right, and I mean, think of how think how easy that was. Okay, now hold on, but you were also unsynced. Yeah, yeah, unsynced. Yeah, so so do you. Th- uh, do you think that for the new relic stuff, you'll be able to unsync everything? If you're if they're sending us back to do old stuff, you better fucking be able to, because I mean, think about it. Think about it. The first, uh, you know, like uh, in in terms of like some of the steps that they provided with the first relic weapon, you were doing really really simple stuff over and over and over Here's again. Here's why they wouldn't fates. do that. Hold on, hold on though, right. hold on, because going back and doing fates was to help reinvigorate them, so the lower level people aren't doing them all by themselves. Right? True. So if they're going to send you back to do coil, but let you do it unsynced, how is that recycling it and giving people who are still leveling up or going through that content? Like, how does how does that serve to to reinvigorate that content? It, it doesn't. But anyone who was struggling to get through coil uh, in two point you can just carry them through now. Yeah. Why I, I, would you though? Like, 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 if, if you're gonna go through for let's say we're all like, all right, let's go through coil for our atmos, right? The four of us can do it. There's absolutely no reason for us to go and shout and be like, hey, who wants to come through coil? We're going to do it for our Atmas. There might be some people who do. Yeah. But in most cases, I don't think that, that I think that most approach people would queue, at it. Most people at this point, I, I, you, you know, think they'd queue up for it. 
Uh, well, when you queue, you can't do it unsynced. So that's yeah. that's the first thing. Mm-hmm. So no. So no, I don't think that. But I I, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm just I'm just spitballing. I actually don't know. Uh-huh. I but I think that the the, cha- the you know given the the difficulty challenge that exists in the, the you know the first five turns of coil that that's something that you could easily make spammable. Like if if the yeah. dev said, look, you got to grind this shit over and over again to be able to get your sh- <laughs> you know your shit, and it's going to be annoying. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, like it would uh, what what purpose would that serve it would serve for the people who never did coil to be able to get through yes, coil true. in a fashion true i think that's what it would that's what it would serve and that would be the redirection i i don't Personally, i don't know if that's what they're gonna do i also do. don't think we're gonna have a real challenge at 3.15 no I think no, 3.15 no, I is gonna be just random bullshit but you and do, then, especially because they're gonna let you know uh previous relic owners relic skip over skip the ahead, first step yeah. and they said it wouldn't be a significant advantage right and, and but the, and the other thing is is that uh you know but think back to to in uh 2.1 when they did uh the relics there again it you had to do uh all of the primals which was a challenge for a certain portion of the community at that time right so it served as a way lords of verminion atma it it served as a way for square enix to direct the player base into what they needed from the player base and that seemed to be the trend throughout the whole process right like okay people aren't doing fates enough let's make them do fates again you know uh okay people aren't uh you know people aren't uh doing these lower level dungeons and they're only queuing for the roulettes let's force them to go back through the dungeons again honestly the more we talk about it i don't think there's going to be much change or or you know um ingenuity involved in doing the new the new relic quest i think we're going to do see a lot of the same things they might reskin them rename them in some way but i think for me at least the biggest thing that i'd like to see out of the relic quest is i would like to see a more compelling narrative um, yeah, I'd the like last see, one was boring. At, at least it got. To, I mean, at first it was kind of lighthearted. It was funny, but it was really it was the same thing each time. And yeah. well, you know, Geralt and whatever Jalanow, whatever the fuck his name is, you know, what, that whole thing was cute. I'd like it to be more epic, and I would like it more to be about more about the on weapon point. and yeah. more about the weapon and the person yeah. who held it before. Give us more little uh, like solo private duties, you know. Really, uh, like like I said, when it comes to doing the actual trial things, I don't think they're going to be anything new. Mm-hmm. So make me want to do them. My, my, I mean, my question to Square Enix is: Why would you think that making the storyline attached to the big epic weapon in your game an appropriate place to put some, lev- you know, some some some? Especially humor? when what we love so much about FF11's idea of the relics was the the unique NPCs and the yeah. background and the lore that it brought to the game. This is and just knowing to... that like there was these epic warriors that had these weapons and were like finding them and that person's ghost would speak to you and you would have all this background story that we are severely lacking in this game. You know what else it needed? It needed one unique fight. Just one. At some point, somewhere, one unique fight f- attached to to uh, you know the. Relic I think quest. the final fight to get it should have been a unique. Yeah, like, uh, I instance. agree. I totally you agree. Unique per weapon, right? Uh, yes, or or unique to that line what, of what, quest. What was you mean, like Chimera and Hydra? Uh, Those were just for the oh, relics. That's true. They were. Yeah. They. Yeah. You're right. They no, were. I think. But the they very weren't last, memorable. The they were last, memorable. They were very early were on too. They, they should have been from one point. 
they Chimera were holdovers. So memorable. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Just because it was so like when when Chimera first came out, it was so hard. Oh, oh yeah. like, wait a minute. Now hold on. Uh, <laughs> now there may have been memorable fights because I'm pretty sure on the one where I got my item and and, and a bunch of you came with me, we had actually killed it with like two survivors. Right. So we got ejected and all of our people were dead. And someone's like, "Lol, wipe again." And we're like, "No, we beat it." <laughs> like what? Yeah. No, but I, the thing, like, yeah, those were great fights, but like they were so early on in the the line, like that should have been something that you saved for the end, where it was like, yeah, I beat Chimera, and you know and what? I got my shit. Based on a lot of the stuff that they've been doing in the 3.0 storyline, especially with you know fights like uh, uh, where you got to run through Holly Tolly with Yagiri, right? Or, or the yes. ending of of you know the 3.1 patch storyline exactly. with all the other characters. Yep. I think, and I hope that we can look forward to more cool stuff like that i i i hope yeah, that's so why too i think each weapon should have its own quest especially if they do give us more lore and backstory maybe its own quest or battle instance system where you get to have a unique See, npc fight with you that's if you want to pour a bunch of development time into something don't put it into lords of verminion take that time giving each class its own unique storyline and background and lore for their relic weapon make them really feel like that's part of them. I really, I really hope that three point one five is going to feel like substantially more meaty than other point five patches. More poignant. Yeah, because like really, I, I, you know, I don't know how, I don't know how Square Enix could look at uh, what they've been doing in the last couple of months and go, yeah, we definitely didn't drop the ball. They definitely did. And again, I'm going to say this. I said this earlier in the show, and I'm going to say it again. The the point one patches are where you really need to shine. Because people are picking up, you know, like they they've picked up on the hype from from the expansion from the and launch, yeah, and you got, and of course, you know, you got to d- deliver at the expansion. Y- y- all good, great companies know that. But the point, the point one expansion, you cannot let the momentum fall because I feel like the momentum fell and it fell even below points where it was at at, at like two point five. You know what I mean? Like I feel like people. It's the only time that I ever actually stopped, like, just playing the game. Like, I feel, I feel like people did everything that 3.1 had to offer in a week, and now we're back at populations that are are around where we were at the, between uh, 3.5 and, and now we're 3, just and, waiting around for the next... 2.5 and 3.0. Next patch. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I, and I mean, I knew that's what it was going to be. I, 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 I guarantee you, you can go back to old shows and you can hear me say it. Like... Uh, it, you know, I'm already bored by the 3.1 stuff and I want to know what's coming in 3.2. And I was saying that as we were, we had like six weeks staring down at 3.1. And it's true. Like 3.1 was a very lackluster patch. It has not been received very well by the community. Uh, you know, Diadem has received mixed reactions. Lords of Verminion is getting and, and slammed. Is, and Diadem is really what they expect us to do going forward. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I really feel like they have put themselves into a corner and that they've really got to knock it out of the park with 3.2 we have uh, satori on the line wanting to talk about uh some of the uh relic ideas satori and baby on the line how you doing i'm doing good yourself uh not bad satori thanks for calling the show no but i want to talk to you about what else would you expect out of 3.1 what else Uh, they added the same stuff that they've added in 2.3 they've added the same stuff that was 2.5 you know new we got new stuff to do hunts for before writing that void art. 
this and that. Well, we, the, we talked last time how we had what we had last time in 2.1. They gave us PVP. They gave us th- like an extra dungeon. They gave us like yeah. four more primals than we got this time. Yeah. Well, gave, you know, I mean, it's a lot less. It's not even about like the, the, the number of content they've given us. Like if you were to list it out, it's also it's about Hildebrand. <laughs> Shut up, Juxta. <laughs> it's also about how long this is going to sate the population. OK, there wasn't really any new gear added. OK, so basically between this patch and the next patch, what you're going to want to do is do hunts to upgrade to 210. Yeah. Do diadem to upgrade to 210. Yeah. And that's it. Like at this point, you should have all of your ESO gear already. And as long as you just do one um, one run of Void Arc a week, you're going to have your 210 gear in no time. Right. And like Juxta said, you know, as, as much as I like the idea of the Diadem, it is a boring thing. And how long are you going to expect people to just sit there and grind that out, grind that out, grind that out, grind that out? Dude, people did Dynamis for a long True. fucking time. Three but that fo- gear was going to be relevant for more than two Yeah, one that patch. gear was relevant for more than two months. In, in three or four weeks, in three or four weeks, people are going to be bored of what the game has to offer. Yes, there's still stuff to do. Leveling new jobs, crafting, whatever. Yes, there will always be stuff to do, but there's nothing of substance that is really sustaining the the the, the integrity interest, yeah. of, or the the interest of the game. There's nothing there to keep people to that 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 you know only have like a passing interest. I have a yeah, friend, uh, yeah. uh, Coltrane, who's came back to the game many many times, and and he doesn't even make it through the story. And the story is obviously extremely compelling, right? And he doesn't even make it through the story before he's back to World of Warcraft or he's back to playing his Xbox One or something. Ugh. Yes, obviously the hardcore. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The diehard players. There you go. Okay, the people who have a real passion for this game are going to keep playing because they'll find something to do. That's what they do. This is their hobby. They're going to log on. They're going to level their crafts. They're going to level their alt jobs. They're going to run with friends. You know, they're they're playing just for the fun of it. Hell, they'll do fucking Lords of Verminion. Okay. Sure. Yeah. 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 But a, a big substantial number of people that you constantly see rising and falling is going to fall off a lot quicker than it has in previous. Previous patches because there isn't as much substance to this content. And the thing is, is that, you know, for as much as people want to say, like, look, the, your bread is buttered by your casuals, your bread is buttered by your hardcore, it's that's not true. A lot of that middle ground, a lot of what it, your, your income is coming from is people who have a passing interest in the game and, you know, like, but they feel compelled to continue playing. And these are 11 the 11 was great about that. I, there were, there were points where I wasn't playing 11 that I felt like I'm really missing out by not being logged on right now and 14 doesn't have that these are the people that when they're done playing they're gonna unsubscribe for a few months okay they're not like us who's like we can't unsubscribe because then our veteran warns are gonna get backed (laughs) up okay there are tons and tons of people out there who will play for a little bit unsubscribe and wait for the next big thing to come and if you had more substance in your content they would be stick back around longer. longer yes that's yeah that that is true now satori i know that uh, that you know you play all the time and uh that's you know you're you're a very that. very uh, uh dedicated player and uh you know uh, you you had said at the beginning of your call like uh, you know i don't know what you guys expect how did you feel about what we got with 3.1 like how how did you feel uh the content was well, first of all, I don't give a fuck about whether we get two or three dungeons. As far as I know, if I go to Space Mountain in Disneyland, I ride it once, I'm doesn't make me feel any different. There's three different kinds of Space Mountains or three different kinds of roller coasters. I will give you that. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, secondly, uh, I feel like the gear progression got a lot better 
Yes, I agree. Yep. I will agree with because, that. First. Because the new extreme primal or quote unquote primal isn't dead on arrival. Yeah, yeah, that's it's, true. Because like Shiva, Shiva dead on arrival. Yeah, you're right. At level one ten, Ramu. At level one hundred. Yep. Now at least there's a point because without beating Alexander Savage and those raiders have their price, they have their mount. And they have their 210 weapon because you can't get a 210 weapon anywhere else. That's true. That's true. No, I. I 205 weapon. You get progression. You might be able to finally, you know, clear that wall that is A3S, A4S. And now we're looking forward towards, you know, 2.15, which will give us our relic weapon, which I really think that they're going to hand out the gob dip with that as a part of progression because the weapons, the esoteric weapons, are the only weapons right now, besides the actual relic weapons, the zodiac weapons, right. that have a job restriction. Right, right. Well, and, and uh, you know, I do think that at the point that, uh, you know, the, the relics come out, that that's going to shoot Thoradin in the foot. And so it was a good addition to have Thoradin in between, uh, you know, 3.1, 3.15. So I do think you're right, Satori, that the trend that um, we're starting to see with the gear progression is starting to get better. I think they're becoming a, little, a lot more sensitive to it and have a lot more of a plan to exist there. And also with the Deodem gear, I also think that the, the the idea of best in slot is going to become an antiquated idea because there's just going to be so different, so many different levels of customization that a player can have where, you know, and it's going to uh, affect their potency and stuff like that, that now we're really going to start feeling the difference between someone who has a really good handle on how to stat out their character versus somebody who doesn't. And uh, and I think that that's going to be a really interesting dynamic. Thank you very much, Satori, for the call. Uh, we we really appreciate it. We got a, n- a bunch of other people uh, hanging on the line, so uh, unfortunately we can't uh, we can't continue to unpack that, but uh, we really do appreciate the call. So. And uh, going forward for all your other callers too, uh, expect that. We want to try to get into as many as we can yeah. So please try to get to your point ASAP. Yeah, make sure that your point is like right there at the top, and uh, we're going to try to cycle through some more callers here. Uh, but uh, we're we're reaching towards the end of the show, and so I think it's time to read some for emails. Kahlo's mailbag for Kahlo's mailbag. So uh, why don't you go ahead, Kahlo? Since uh, he seems to inflate your ego so much to read emails, only when people tell me I'm good, nobody thinks I am. Keep telling them that he's good, so that I don't have to do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you never tell me I'm good. No, I just want other people to tell you you're good, so I don't have to I do this shit anymore. I don't ever expect you to. Okay, good. All right. Hello, LBR. I'm kind of a new listener, picking up since the WFFXIV's worst episode and always trying to listen to you live whenever possible. Now, getting on to the topic of my email. I don't know the state of Duty Finder is in the Japanese servers regarding Skynimus, but right now I'm pretty saddened about it on the North American servers, at least on the Primal Data server. So let me elaborate. As we all know, once you enter the instance without a full group, the loot rules are locked to all greed. For this reason, I've seen many people, myself included, that try to make it a little civilized to roll for things people would want regarding the 210 stuff. You're coming as a healer, but main bard? Roll for bard loot. You want to gear your black mage? Roll for caster gear. Don't need anything? Pass stuff for people that need the loot. For the most part, people agree with this. Heck, there are some people that will pass on every 210 stuff. They just want things to exchange for pirate coins. Everything would be pretty great... Except there is always at least one person in the party that rolls on everything, regardless of the agreement we made with the rest of the party. 
These are the people that say, it's DF. If I can greed, I will greed. Fuck you guys. When the guy hasn't even unlocked the class the gear is for. And to make things worse, you can't vote kick these people in Skynamis. Yes, we could greed on everything and watch the world burn, but is this what's best for the community? This is the stuff that won't let us form uh, foment a better community in which everyone can get better. Going back to Arthas's call, the kind of behavior is the reason I don't like doing DF stuff anymore. People entitled to whatever they like, not interested in their party members. Anyway, that was a good rant. Thanks for all the effort you put on the show. Lion Brunstud from the Excalibur well, server. Thank you very much for that and email, boy, Lion. boy, do I have a story. This exact thing, again, came up before the show in our little uh, our little pre-show uh, powwow or whatnot. I was in uh, DF the other day doing it, right? Second time I've done it. And for the most part, you're right. When people come out, I think most people are like, you know, this is the, the job that I'm on. This is what I'm rolling for, blah, 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 blah. And most people will pass, okay? So went in last night with some people. Uh, three or four of us was like, you know, I'm here for blah, 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 loot. I'll pass on the rest. Some people didn't say anything. The first two things that dropped were tank stuff. Now, I didn't pay attention to who rolled and who passed, but the tank ended up with both of those items. Then a really great piece of ninja gear dropped. Some people rolled, and the black mage got it. Okay, well, he wasn't anyone who said anything earlier, so the other ninja was like, okay, I guess we'll just roll on everything then, right? And then some of the other people started to get bent out of shape and started saying stuff like, oh, it's DF, just greed on whatever, that's just what happens, blah, 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 blah. And you know what? Here's the thing. That's fine. If you go in and you're going to roll on everything, you're going to put a greed on anything, that's fine. That actually doesn't make you a dick because you are well within your rights. You are well within the confines of the game to do that. Right, right. What makes you a dick is when other people say, hey, let's do this, and you don't say anything, okay? If you're going to roll on everything, say you're going to roll on everything, all right? Now, this other dude, the guy who had actually rolled it, right, uh, made some comment along the lines of like, oh, well, you know, if I can equip it, I'm going to wear it or I can use it or something like that, right? Motherfucker had every single job at 60. Hmm. So it's well within his right. He could use it, so it's good that he uh, that he rolled on it. I mean, yeah. in most duty finder groups, I've made it my own priority that I will pass things I don't have at 60, but because it is a duty finder and there's always that one asshole, if I have it at 60, I greet it because otherwise... I'm never I'm not gonna get shit because greed is stupid. Like seriously, I know how many 180 pieces dropped during the last diadem I did, and I rolled on every single one of I them and ended up with them, yeah. and oh, yeah, I ended course. up with two of them. Yeah, when me like, juxtaposed <laughs> our first time, I think I had eight or nine pieces that I ended up with. He I had like with, fucking thirty. Yeah, I ended up with like fifteen of those. So. There were twelve yeah, well, I mean, of pretty, them. You must yeah. be you must be getting kind of close to in plates, like to the mount, the Pegasus. I think I have forty two, and that's off of two runs. That's that's pretty good. I'm at <laughs> nineteen out of two runs. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I like I've I've done. I think uh, I did the one with you. I did the one with Nika, and then I did a hard mode last night. And I'm like, oh, I'm I can buy a tier five material if I wanted. Yeah, to, so yeah, yeah. So you know, for people out there. Um, I no, have four pirates. Yeah, it's, it would be nice. <laughs> it would be nice if everyone agreed to yeah. to roll, you know, only roll greed on what you want. I'm actually surprised there's an evoke kit option in Skynamus. I didn't realize that. That mm. sucks. Square Enix fixed that. But basically, but the, the only thing that I can say is if you can get everyone or the majority of people in your party to agree on it, that's great. But if there's people keeping quiet, 
fucking be suspicious of those motherfuckers. Mm. Yeah, especially when that like I mean, when we did it in Euro, there was like four people that were like, "Oh, I'm gonna pass this for the tank. I'll pass right. for the tank." Right. And like everyone's like, "Oh, me too, me too." And then there were still t- two or three other people that rolled, and I was like, "Yep, yeah, it was a, that was a bummer. Whatever, it's fine." <laughs> but the, like, I think that's that's kind of the inherent danger. Like, I I, I think that's it that's just yeah. like but it I comes along with the territory. Yeah, that's why they want to encourage you to do with a free company, right. and that's why there is a benefit. And this is the first content that makes you want to do things as a free company. Right. So that's, I mean, that's why this exists. That's yeah, why, totally. You know. Well, and and I don't, you know, ninja looting that was the thing that used to happen and does not ever happen anymore. I just want to see drama threads prop up about it. <laughs> There's like no, loot no, you in know this what? Game worth drama threading. That's about. true. If you really wanted to see drama threads, we wouldn't have tried to patch everything up with Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> you right, fucking good. hypocrite. Uh, good point. I, no, but, but that discussion was way more interesting than any of the drama. I mean, the drama was great because it got well, a lot not, of people to, to mention, pay attention well, to us. Not to mention another show already capped capitalized on it you're welcome (laughs) that's also true all right we got a caller on the line all right let's go to the phone lines mr gordor hey gordor what's going on all right it's old already Uh, i got a a question all right gordor fire away no you cannot have my phone number stop asking i don't want it trust me if uh, I don't know if anyone's brought this up yet, but if we raise twenty five hundred dollars for uh, uh, Nika, can we get both y'all bitches to lose? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nika's already maybe camped my Justa. own separate camp. Uh, d- yeah, hashtag everyone loses. T- team Nika, yeah. team Nika is all right, uh, all right. This is what I have to say on that. If Doomsday. you guys, if you want everyone to lose, right? If you want us both to lose, then those amounts have to hit twenty five hundred at the same time. Good luck, fuckers. No, no, we just need to raise $2,500 for Nika and say fuck both of y'all. Nope, she's already on camp juxta. Well, for now. We, that might change. <laughs> for, now. Yeah. for now. For now. That might change if something like comes up that I don't want to participate in. I will pull myself right out oh, of camp. Oh wow. Oh man. That hey, doesn't that already, is she has already said that she will defect, so Yeah. Yeah, yeah that yeah, it sounds sounds it's a very unstable relationship we have right yeah, here. Yeah, very tenuous. Although I do think that would be a fun challenge to try to get Team Jux and Team Monero at the same time to hit twenty five hundred. That would be if well we said if that happened if that if somebody if somebody made that donation to like make it twenty five hundred even for both teams that everyone loses both Juxta and I get the tattoo everyone shaves no, and Scalia waxes no, no fuck that neither one of y'all bitches get the tattoo no no because the ta- getting the tattoo on the air is the funny oh thing. god yeah <laughs> that's gonna be the that's gonna be the worst show ever See, also I should think that whoever gets the tattoo the other one has to host a show while watching them get the tattoo no 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 Everyone's going to be here. Everyone's going to be here. The tattoo artist is going to be here. They're going to be in the studio giving the person the tattoo, and they've got to host while getting the tattoo. You know, Nero, of of all the things that you've ever pitched to do on the show, of all all the stuff that you talk about, background noise and feedback, and you're going to have a tattoo gun running in the background? (laughs) Yep, it'll be annoying. I I mean, it'll that's the thing. Like, if and we're all used to that because we listen to y'all every fucking week. Hey, our audio quality is up. Top, top fucking notch. Not. Yeah. We didn't say anything, but the auto audio quality—it's no, not I, fucking it, annoying to hear you talk. And yet here you are <laughs> listening to the show. It's just—it'll, it, yeah. I just the, wanted to call to 
the noise yes. the noise will be in the background and yes we've got a host we've got a host through the pain and that's the thing i keep trying to explain to people juxta doesn't actually say that much on the show all what he he runs callers and does drops but what he so, does say is golden <laughs> well obviously if he was getting the tattoo we'd be relying we'd be throwing it over to him a lot oh, more of course of course but the thing is is that i've actually got to maintain the show's forward progress while going through severe bodily pain i don't do i, I like i don't know I, my pain tolerance, I would say, is a, a medium. It's not low. It's not terribly high. So, I mean, that's going to be a challenge for me to be able to maintain my professionalism and keep the show moving forward. Professional. While, while, try, <laughs> while trying to, uh, you know, maintain, uh, you know, like main vocal consistency. Yeah, right. Exactly. So it'll, and I, I think I think that'll definitely be interesting. So, uh, again, so, yeah, if, if you're interested in uh, knowing more about the bet, check out our last episode, episode number 39 uh, or uh, head on over to YouTube.com slash Limit Break Radio. The clip exists there as well so did you have a serious question gordo or was that it he called uh, to say that people like me more than you guys that's all <laughs> yeah pretty much she has tit. <laughs> what do you expect yeah that's really not um, that spread. Yeah. anyway all right gordo i thought thanks for the call man it was great hearing from you and sorry i don't have the tits for it there you go uh so yeah thank you very much for the call and uh yeah we're gonna try to get a couple of more callers here uh i know that there, there's there's someone calling in by phone who i'd like to talk to so the next okay. time yeah uh, call. he just called in right now all right so do we have him on the line hey, hey. Uh, this is hey. hey sorry my tv's loud hey 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 this is hey. this is uh prince claire from gilgamesh hey. hey what's up man how's it going Going good, going good. Good, glad glad that you uh, you could call from uh, you call into Limit Break Radio, Prince. Uh, very good to uh, to hear from you. Uh, now, this is the, I actually I gotta I gotta admit, Prince and I both know each other in real life. Uh, we've we've worked together in the past. I'm uh, sorry, uh, and to uh, him, of and, and so it's it's exciting to have you on the show, man. Uh, I'm I'm glad to uh, glad to finally have you on. We've had we've we've talked about it in the past, like trying to get you here to the studio, and that might still happen happen but uh but thanks for calling in dude yeah for sure i'm uh, glad to be on i just had a, a couple comments and questions about uh the game in general um fire away well 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 first uh, i've noticed a lot of guys and clearly um if you're listening to the show you're at least a, a hardcore i won't say hardcore excuse me a dedicated player uh of the game um but i think a lot of us kind of don't really pay attention to the fact that the hardcore and some of the dedicated players aren't going to be majority of subscribers. Majority of subscribers are going to be those people in the middle. The people who get in, play for an hour, you know, do DF for a dungeon or two, and, and then cut it off and go do something else. Right. Yep. So a lot of the content in the game does cater to that. It's really built well for that. Now, for the rest of us, I see VM is a really good, as one caller said earlier, breadcrumbs. Because one of the things about Eleven that was wonderful is that, hey, if you have a group, a core group of guys, I mean, this is before uh, 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 this year and all that other stuff, so that if you had a core group of people, you went on, you had your ESP party, and you could do that for six hours. And it took forever to level, sure, but it was fun. You talked, you pulled mobs, you had a blast. I think because the game's uh, uh, now and, and the entire model around a lot of MMOs have made people want to progress faster that we've kind of lost a little bit of that. And I think 
the dev team really could work a little bit harder on kind of trying to foster those senses of community, not just within uh, FCs and other groups and link shells, but through just the general, hey, let's get together and let's not grind our asses off for a minute. Let's actually just chill, get to EXP, perhaps even get to know each other, and then I think you'll see the player base begin to grow. No, I think I definitely think that there's something to that because, uh, you know, in all of the in 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 the entirety of 2.0, we saw Square Enix only incentivizing people to play in four or eight player groups. That's really it. And so there wasn't you're right. There was like this 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 sort of reinforcement about how we're supposed to be getting gear and how that gear is supposed to progress our character. And so now. Now that we have something like the diadem that kind of breaks that up and sort of shakes that up a little bit, which is something we've been asking for as a player base that you're right that, you know, it, it it's it, people since people aren't getting out of it what they're used to getting out of their time spent with an event that it's making them go, well, it sucks because of this reason or it sucks because of that reason. And, you know, right. it, and, and, and it's just it's a it's a way to like kind of easily dismiss the content. But I don't know that the content is that easily dismissible because you've got the rewards that are coming out of it that are currently relevant, which we've said for a long mm-hmm. time needs to be the case. And you yeah. and, and, you know, it's it's in it's in uh, encouraging an inherently different style of play than we're used to, especially it, it, on the pick is. up and play style. It is, but in the same sense, for like I said, a lot of those people in the middle, instead of being able to hop on and progress, especially some of myself as I made your good, and that I hop on and I've got to spend 20 minutes in Duty Finder if I don't have uh, FC mates on. Right. So I'm already wasting basically a half hour. You know, I'm not big into crafting. Uh, hunts are okay, but, you know, they're overrun by hunt. LSs and FCs. It's not something you can just pick up and do. Fates are nearly pointless for any type of meaningful uh, uh, EXP, not in terms of instant, instant dungeons. So I'm basically every day writing off 20 minutes to just go do something else while I wait for Duty Fighter to pay. Duty Finder to pay. That's never happened in 11. And I hate to keep using that as a comparison, but as an MMO, that's a very strong reference point. But that never happened unless you were shouting in or gone for an hour and a half trying to get a party. But I'm, I'm, had, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It never happened in FF11 that you had to wait for something? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm, I'm not <laughs> saying that. I beg no, to I'm disagree. <laughs> yeah, right. The, wait, the 20 minute wait no, on the no, Duty no, Fighter no, no. is nothing like waiting for Ground King. No, not, not, three not at all. For a but, what I mean, yeah. but what I mean is that if I wanted, I can at least in 11 be more proactive than with part of your Duty Finder. Uh, but you can be, in, you can do that same thing in FF14 too. If you don't want to stand around and wait 20 minutes for a duty finder, start asking around. Is there a, a healer that wants to queue for me? Is there a tank yeah, that wants to queue with me? That, but that's, a, that's a, but that's once again a sense of the frustration that, in my opinion, just simply wasn't there in 11. People were more more able or more willing to party with unknowns or randoms in regular, you know, EXP parties than they were in 14. But that's... 
with Duty Finder, with Duty Finder and 4K, and we've seen this, if you look on the Reddit, up and down the Reddit, or any of the forums, one of the main things that people who are in the middle, I'm not talking about people who are dedicated to the game strongly, right. but these people who are in the middle that have an issue with Duty Finder or, excuse me, Party Finder, only visit. I go in, hey, maybe I want to try uh, Alexander Savage 1. Oh, but I can't go, oh, no, no, no bonus, no bonus. Well, how am I supposed to learn? I get into a learning party. Oh, it's mostly for a FC, or it's, we're just looking for one guy. Oh, we're only looking for a healer. Oh, this, 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 that, and third. I'm not talking about the structural issues of the game. The game is trying its best, and the dev team, I feel, are trying their best to a lot for those types of things. The problem I view is within the community itself, because it's been incentivized to get good at the game in a week. Yeah, no, I, I I think and I think what you're driving at is the same point that Arthur's was driving at a couple of weeks ago is that they're really just outside of people who want to solo queue or people who operate in an FC that are looking to fill a hole for an event that there's really not much of a pug mentality that exists in the NA community. And I agree with you there. Exactly. Arthur's at large at, at large. large. Arthur said the same thing. Just like there are, you know, you said there are the people who just want to solo queue and then there are people who who are in dedicated FCs, and the way you're getting into those is if you are, you know, able to to fill the specific spot they need. But just like you said, that the majority of of the, where the revenue is coming for Square Enix is from this this big middle section, you know, right. in between the casuals and in between the hardcores. They have link shells too. And if all you're doing is logging on each day and and queuing for 20 minutes and you wish that you didn't have to do that, you know, you wish you had more people to do, start spending that 20 minutes while you're queuing looking for an FC because they are out there. I mean, a lot of them are duds, sure, but they are out there. I mean, you come to Sergeant Anus and you got the LBR link show. Go to Ball Aids. They're there too, apparently. I'm talking about, like I said, I'm just talking about the core mentality of those groups. If you're stuck in the middle or the upper tier of that middle, it's really hard for you to break into that kind of elite class of FCs or groups. Yeah, and and and, and, and start raiding and to begin to start getting uh, statics because I mean the game just the community just does not incentivize that type of behavior. Whether as in previous MMOs and and in in eleven, I don't want to say it was easy, but it was easier for you to at least rub shoulders with those types of people. Yeah. No. And and well and. You know, to your point about FF11, I think the reason that we didn't see that very often in FF11, and we saw a much more willingness to actually be social and get to know it's people, the only way to get anything done is because there was a That's lack right. of there was a lack of a matchmaking system completely. If there was any kind That's of matchmaking right. system in 11, I think that that would have inherently cut down on the social aspect, and yeah. and there, it was also uh, it wasn't region locked by you know the servers weren't region locked, so you uh, communication was inherently different across that game than it's ever absolutely yeah Yeah. Yeah, definitely and just my last quick comment that I want to say is that uh, uh, as a lore junkie I think that uh, Heaven's War was pretty okay as an expansion it could have been better but it could have been a hell of a lot worse what I want to ask you guys and, and you know maybe it could be a redundant question is that clearly you know quote unquote spoilers, it seems like they're pushing us in a direction towards the Alamedian side of the uh side of the story. Oh, yeah. definitely. Um, what do you think what do you think they could add in terms of maybe jobs or abilities that would really fit into the lore? 
Ooh, Outside of Monk, because Monk's already there. Um, uh, of course. Samurai. I think Dancer. Dancer, I think, is a pretty Samurai. good one. Yes, Nico, we, we get hear it. you. We get it. <laughs> uh, I want Samurai, Samurai too, ninjas. but I don't see where it fits in the lore. I want Samurai really bad, but I don't see where it fits why, in the well, lore. Well, why not? We don't, I mean, we could easily, the same way that like when we got say. Dancer in 11, it didn't fit in until they made it fit well, in. Well, yeah, because like, I think Samurai's All we have to do have is say that. it's, you know, it's an ancient thing in Alamigo that was extinct when the monk thing came around and they knocked him out of the balance and the Samurai went into hiding. Like, it's so easy to fit that into yeah, the Yeah, I, like, I, I think I, that. Yeah, I know, but I hope they just killed that, that lazy, though. No, that's how, I mean, that, honestly, the only real, real way to add new jobs into a game that already exists is to say, this is a new job from a new land you've never been to, or this is a group that's been in hiding and there's a few left. Like, there's really no other way to add it into existing. Yeah, it's the exact yeah. thing they did with the ninjas. Yeah, yeah. Um, I see the uh, chat lighting up Red Mage, Blue Mage, uh, Mystic Knights. Uh, you know, Dan- yeah, I think that Red Mage could work really well, especially I think, yeah, I think Red especially Mage works really well if, if they treat them in a way to where, like, you know, like a lot of people, since we just have White Mage and Black Mage, like you either choose Black Magic or you choose White Magic, right? And Red Mages could be sort of treated as a sort of like outcast, like you know, you 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 can't really focus on one or another, so each guild sort of like kicked you out, and so you kind of became a renegade and did your own thing. Yeah, yeah, that but you had really refresh. Well. Yeah, well, that too. Uh, I, I, you know, and I, the thing is, is I don't know that Dark Knight totally fits into the lore either. It is kind of one of these. Out- no, see, that's the thing. It's not really connected to the world. It doesn't have to necessarily be connected to where yeah, we're see, going. That, that stopped me as a person who's really into the lore in this game from leveling that job. Mm-hmm. It was so out of place. It you was. Know, with, with, well, with, okay, hold uh, on. What about Astrologian? How, do, how does Astrologian specifically fit into Ishgard? You already had the Observatorium. Exactly. You already okay, had but that again, already in place long ago. I mean, long ago. That there are actually there. NPCs in Fates. There are NPCs and fates in, uh, I think, in Kurthis that are actually called Astrologians. Right, no, I get that. But what I'm saying is, how is that specifically Ishgardian? They could have very easily had an observatorium in each of the three city nations, but that's, too. That's exactly yeah, what... But, that's, but that was a style of thought, and that was a, a school of thought that was right. specific to Ishgard at the time. Right, and... So and, and they and, had already world-built that. What I'm saying about Dark Knight is that all of a sudden, you know, people clamor and clamor and clamor. And many of us talked about it before in terms of in the community. Yeah. Uh, Dark Knight would be awesome. Yep. And I don't want to say they cave, but it just seems like, as a good dev team should, they listened to the player base and gave them what they wanted. However, uh, like I said, as somebody who likes the lore, I mean, you literally just have a guy who's just like listening to your inner darkness. Yeah. And that was it. It had nothing to do with anything else. Even machine has made way more sense exactly. in how they put it in the game. Exactly. Uh, in Dark Knight. Exactly, yeah. At least with Astro- Astrologian and Machinist, it, they did feel inherently Ishgardian. Mm-hmm. They they were tied to Ishgard and the lore of Ishgard. You could have literally had the, the Dark Knight NPC anywhere in the world disambiguated from Ishgard, disambiguated from anything, and and it still would have right, unfolded exactly Right, because there's no guild for Dark Knight, right? Exactly. Because, it's like, more the of like, Astro- and the machinists don't have a guild in it. I mean, the thing that's interesting about it is like more Dark Knight is more like a school of thought than a discipline or a guild in this mm-hmm. game, which I do think mm-hmm. makes it a little bit more interesting. But then they kind of they didn't really. 
I don't think that they but they, really... dro- they drop the ball because right in the when you go to the pillars they have the, the tribunal right there which all they would have had to do is say oh these guys are basically like police officers who go after you know renegade uh, heavenly war knights or something I mean it, to me it seems like it would have been way easier to do that yeah. than to just put some guy there who you know this looks a little creepy um, yeah, I, I, I do agree. I think that they did drop the ball in terms of the uh, the potential narrative for that. I, I definitely agree. Yeah. Well, uh, Prince Clary, thank you very much for calling in today. Uh, really appreciate it. Great to hear from you. And, dude, we got to get you down to the studio one day. Oh, yeah, sure, man. I'd love to take part in any type of, like, lore panels or anything, man, because, you know. I'm just a filthy casual. <laughs> well, the next time, you know what? We we do need to catch up with Ethis Asher and talk about, uh, you know, Heaven's Word lore and, uh, you know, additions to uh, to what we've uh, we found out about stuff in 2.0 with 3.0. Uh, you know, as we uh, as we talked a lot about last time on the show, a lot being revealed about the Makai and the uh, fourth on uh, fourth. I think it calamity. was fourth, I think yeah. it was the fourth calamity. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot. I mean, there's definitely a a lot to dig into and uh prince we hope that you'll uh, come back and join us for that all right thanks man great show thank you very much uh Pr- prince clary from uh, gilgamesh server calling in there again a good friend of mine and uh we used to we used to work together at uh at a radio station in uh in the area and uh very good to hear from him i'm glad uh, glad he was able to call in today uh if you'd like to call into limit break radio send a skype message to limit break radio or 810-515-8715 i know we've got a couple of people lined up already and we're sort of getting towards the end of the show uh, so we're probably if we're gonna uh, if we're gonna get through some more callers, we're probably gonna have to rapid fire them here. So okay, uh, make sure that uh, that your point is ready to go right out of the gate, and because uh, we'll, otherwise uh, we're gonna drop you like a bad <laughs> habit. Uh, anyway, all right, let's move on to this next email here, Nika. How about the you? Next one is actually super fucking long. Is it really? Yeah, wow, I would okay. I would suggest That's like four pages. I can read it. I'm good. Uh, go unless you want to skip it. No, I don't. Uh, well, I mean, we didn't get that much new email this week, I so think let's. It's Reddit. Related. Well, let's see. It's from Damage at and yeah. Uh, let's let's just go ahead. All right. Sure, I mean, and we it. can we can use talking points as we go along. If it gets sure. too long, we can break it up. All right. He says, uh, "Hey, hosts and hostess. Sorry for the length and butchery of the English language on this email, but I feel like this has to be done." Um, is to talk about the health of our North American FFXIV game community. Arthurs, I call you out, bro, to call back in with any information to add to this email or counter anything that I said here. I think I would like to weigh in on this community issue that Arthurs has called us NA players out on and the email that was read on Sunday, November 15th, that um, email is covering both sides. I have some very interesting and correct all right. I have some very interesting and correct points on the issue, but I am a very well-rounded, experienced MMO veteran who has seen a lot of things in my MMO life, and I find that the major issue that hasn't been spoken of is playstyle. Here is a story of how playstyle has caused major issues in my experience. Um, I played Star Wars The Old Republic for a bit, and I enjoyed the story side of it, but the overall aspect of no matter where you go, there was forced group content in the open world where some playstyles would really have issues with each other. The one I came across was on the planet Hoth, where there were two world bosses that spawn in a known location, and one of the world bosses, uh, Garth, had a low drop rate for a vanity pet, 
that is a Tuan Tuan. But even as max level at the time, you still need a group the size of a small raid group, eight people. So on one of the times I was working for it, I had a player who was a lower level tank than I was and told everyone and then repeatedly that I was the main tank. And this tool still went off like they had their healing follower NPC helper out and was ripping hate off me. And yeah, we would hit the enrage timer and wipe. When I booted them, the group disbanded because the tool was ripping on me in general chat. Since they got kicked for, according to them, nothing where it was a kick since they didn't know how to play in a group of player characters the second time i had an issue with the same world boss on hoth was trying to get a group for it and had another who just sh for shits and giggles ran into the boss and killed themselves then i joined a pre-made group for it and they also joined but we all had assistant and i kicked them for not being serious so they in general chat complained i was ruining their fun but them not being serious was risking my fun of downing the boss to see if i could get the loot i wanted so I would really like to mostly hear Niga's opinion, but I feel like the play styles really need to be considered as a way of setting up the group content so that we maybe have a four dungeon expert roulette because we have it set up that the people are preparing for relic weapon don't have to work with undergeared players in a level 60 roulette. I'd rather let the newer max level players do something like Void Arc as a catch up thing with 24 people to make up for some of the really newer players unknown mechanics. Um, one of the major issues that we in the NA data center have is the gear of the player base where I could have an item level 201 but be with a group of freshly through the storyline 60s and a level 60 roulette and yeah I'm ripping hate off of the tank because I'm over geared and still trying to get esoterics for my relic weapon. I'm currently working on capping the tombstones and grand company seals that I can but uh, the hunt seals I have been using to get my item level 200 upgrade items and the mount too so yeah those will be a little bit more work but the point is I am more of an optimized gamer than anything where I log in and I know what I am doing and how long it should take with the right play style and it annoys me that it takes longer or a wipe happens since I know the mechanics fully after the first time in the dungeon or whatever the group content is. A part of this leads into the challenge log entries that I could fully do when they were 20 overall, but now with 30, I need to work extra hard to get them all done, which I would love to see two entry for raids per week. Um, the biggest issue I see is the pay structure. With JP, it's paid per hour, thus the player base needs to be very focused on the end goal, but here in NA, we pay monthly. Is that true? Really? JP is paid per hour? Wait, I... What? What? Maybe in China. I don't know. I've never rates. heard about that. Yeah, that sounds kind of crazy. Anyway. I know there's some Asian uh, country that has to pay per hour for World of Warcraft, but I don't know that it's JP. Yeah. Uh, really quickly, I have a little to side to Skuru who asks, can LBR please stop sucking Arthur's LB dick? LB Army. Oh, oh, well, all I have to say, Skuro, is this is what happens when you actually have good, relevant things to say and you know how to properly express them to people. People like you and yeah. you're cool. And when you don't do shitty things and play machinist, people don't like you. So. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, but anyway, I think the chat is saying that he's thinking that China might actually be like that. But yeah. um, continuing his email, he says, so most of the tools, they think they have a long time to finish stuff. So it hurts players like me who just want to finish stuff fast and not wait till the last one minute on the overall timer for the duty to finish the run i think we need on the na side a bigger filter settings for duty finder such as language roulette sync or unsynced and loot system some of us want to speed through stuff without needing to carry lower level players through the content I, okay i want to stop right there for a second and say that's the point of the duty finder yes i'm is gonna to help the lower level players because if yeah. if if all we did was start clicking on i just want to speed through the dungeon then the lower level players will never have anyone to exactly with. yes so, that, well, it, it, i see it, your it, point i see your frustration i can't agree with you yeah no i definitely don't agree um, I'm going to keep reading. He says, um, like the primal pony farms I did, I had a level 55 and level 54 player who want to come, but I had set it to item level 170 and only level 60s. I wanted to have faster runs and players who knew the mechanics to come and the two lower level players just mouthed off to me when I told them I didn't want to carry them since that is what 
they wanted. So I think if we could filter groups to the point where we could not need Party Finder for simple things like pony farms. Okay, it would be kind of cool if you could, I like, d- duty finder for pony farms, but... I don't think... Th- I just don't think that there's a systemic way to do that without creating uh, some kind of bias. And, and of course, then the official forums would explode with, like, that's not yeah, fair it to wouldn't, casuals. Yeah, it wouldn't really work. And the whole point of doing that when party finder is so that way, once somebody gets a pony, they stick around and you have less and less competition until more people get ponies. If you had to duty finder every time, you'd probably still never it's get It's just... It it's not a systemic problem. And the thing is, is that I, you're... It, 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 part of the thing is to encourage more skilled players to help less to help skilled players. players. Yeah. Yeah, yeah th- um, I don't think that there's enough uh, 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 of an incentive that way for uh you know for more skilled players to be helping less skilled players because I mean like look at something like raiding. Okay? You know, most people who end up raiding, they get their shit and they're done raiding. They don't go, "Oh, now I'm going to help out the people who are struggling with it." They just fuck off cuz they're done. And I can't hardly blame them for that because I feel like I would have a very similar similar attitude towards that. And so, you know, if but if there was something that they were getting out of their participation in challenging content, uh, then there would be a reason for them to help out. And, and I do think that there needs to be an incentive. You can't just say you can't just hope that altruism is going to win the day because it's not. It's just not. Nah, fuck that shit. So, all right, uh, let's wrap this up here. Uh, yep, he says the biggest thing that causes us NA players not wanting to help each other out is egos, which I mean the player who knows the content rather than not training up a replacement for them to better the community as a whole. Egos can be hurt too, like uh, helpful pieces of advice if not done the right way can hurt other players' feelings. I don't like this issue in the NA community, but it's there, the we wants, which is a sad player base. Some can't be happy to play the game. They want to have the best DPS out of all the other DPS jobs or for the other two roles too, so they want to buff for their job and nerf for the others or they want the raids or the other group content to be nerfed to get them through it without doing the work to earn the clear. The worst thing that a Reddit or sorry, the worst thing that a, <laughs> the next line says Reddit. The worst thing that a community like this NA community has against it is the worst forums like Reddit who gather, get, who'd rather get e-orgasms than giving out the right information for things like what would be the best way to meld your relic weapons to progress it. Do now you know that, that, I'm gonna, again, I'm gonna, I, damage, I gotta, I gotta stop you there because uh, it's a you know especially on things like Reddit and on this show we get a lot of criticisms for spreading misinformation or false information on this show and it's a discussion it, uh, same thing with Reddit it's a discussion yeah somebody's posting maybe somebody's posting that has a main point to something and then a discussion uh, uh, erupts after that but if you just read the main point and go oh well that's truth and you don't see what people are saying about it then you you're not you're not really doing your due diligence there okay so it, it should you really need to be paying attention to what is a discussion and what is being presented as fact and and strategy limit break radio has never presented anything as fact or strategy it's a discussion things change opinions change all the time that's normal that's normal for a, a, a talk show it's normal for a discussion space like reddit same thing somebody's coming in and they have an idea and then a big discussion erupts about it where some people are saying no you're wrong or you're incorrect you're misinformed it's 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 contingent on you to be able to go and 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 figure that out uh banda says check the party finder speaking of carrying people there's literally someone in our party finder right now um up for a thornton that says carry me i'm bored of pugging this 
<laughs> Fine. At least he's being fucking honest about yeah. it. At least he's at least he's That's not funny. going. I'm super dedicated. I'm gonna you know whatever. No, like fuck that. At least he's being honest about it. Yeah, I mean, two weeks ago, we, you know, we were pissing all over Reddit, and today's a Nero sucking their dick. Things change. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, and I mean, there's always people everywhere that are going to have those opinions, but also some great things do come out of Reddit. Like he's saying, like, giving out information, like building relic weapons. I found plenty of great information for Paladin through Reddit threads. Oh, yeah. So, you know, and you and can't say the, that it's everyone. Yeah, they had the light tracking thing that was going on before a lot of yeah. places figured that out. I mean, yeah, there is definitely, I mean, you know, like we, yeah, we spend two two weeks given uh, given a, a portion of the community shit and people think that, ah, oh, well, fuck that. It's all, no, it's all, a dis- it's all part of a discussion it's all part of a dialogue and that's really what this show is all about is creating a dialogue i don't care if i say something wrong and people jump all over me for it fine jump all over me correct me i'm, I'm happy to be corrected or uh, i'm happy to have a discussion about what you think is correct versus what i think is correct but it's not it's not completely objective we've never presented it as completely objective and i don't think any of the discussions should be presented as uh, completely objective either nor should they be taken on their face that way so i just i i yeah anyway continue yeah he has one more point he says the last major issue here in north america is that blizzard has made wow a face roll mmo where you don't need any skill to play it anymore which then we get those players coming over at the end of the most recent um expansion pack if we're at the beginning of our expansion packs life and it drags on our community skill level tenfold and we need a way to block the account buying players to help this issue um, I know Arthur's also said in another call about being patient with newer players, but on Never Reap, try doing the last boss and going through five shield phases and not even hitting 5% health at that point, and you're the best geared player as a bard DPS in that group, working on your weekly esoterics cap, and try to get the overall esoterics cap for your relic weapon in December. It's hard to be patient when even with the other, or even with the gear, the other three players, the the other three players got, you know the boss can be killed faster. I, I, I really feel like the end of this email needs to be tagged with a big FMFFL because uh, that's what it sounds like. The email is tagged with Team Nika for the win. Okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the FMFO. Yeah. Well, no, but uh, but but again, yeah. That I it really you you just shared a whole bunch of shitty personal experiences that don't need systemic adjustments to fix well, that. Well, no. To be fair, he also sucked Arthur's dick a lot too. Yeah, that too. So that, yeah. that's important. Okay. Uh. So all right. But thank you for the email, Damage Ad, and we do appreciate it. Even though we didn't agree with you, but uh, I, I, we do I appreciate it. I need to read this next email. Okay. Right. Well, before that, we have a caller. I'm we have oh a caller God. on Who the line. Who is it? We're have... my ego building. Uh, Anari on the line from Coral. Hey, what's up, Anari? Is that how you say it? It's uh, Anri, but it's perfectly fine. I get this all the time. All right. Oh, see, I was expecting a girl with that name, but pronouncing it the way it's supposed to be pronounced, now I understand it's a dude. Th- thanks <laughs> thanks for calling Limit Break Radio, Anri. How you doing today? Good and yourself. Um, I'm here to talk about the community and what I'm trying to do to help it. All right. What are you trying to do to help the FF14 community? Cyanide pills? So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, going to give a little bit of a backstory. I played World of Warcraft for a good eight years, and I raided with Method for a good two years. Oh, that's we some top played... quality rating right there. Is it, I, that means nothing to me. They, so uh, they went for World First a couple times, didn't they? Yes. Yeah. Yes, we did. Uh-huh. Um a uh, big experience that we had was Ice Crown Citadel. It was a really difficult endgame raid. Something we did back then during our off time before we would do our core progression is we would do alternative raids. So we would get on our other characters and we would recruit people. We would recruit people that did our roles. So, for example, I was a healer and I would switch to DPS and invite a healer. Ah. We would then bring them into Ventrilo and we would say, awesome, so we're going to teach you how to do 
this raid and this is the guy that's for our core group that's doing the job you're doing let's sit through this and let's teach you anything you need to know and try to get you through this as fast as possible and we absolutely love doing it it thrived and it exploded the community that's awesome trying to in a sense do it in the same way for final fantasy but it's really difficult because unfortunately the community has gotten to a point where everyone's really silent Hmm. Hmm. what do you think they're silent or they refuse to listen (laughs) like and they'll yell at you silent as in they refuse to listen to any advice anything that they get called out for no that's interesting because now thinking back to my my probably i would say my my earlier time in wow you know in fact it was during wrath of lich king when when my play time was probably most prominent before in my opinion the game went to shit but there was a distinct kind of mentality about raiding on there and, and i don't know exactly where it came from if it was the type of players if it was a type of of um you know uh fights and, and the mechanics that that produced it but there was a certain level of i don't want to use the word professionalism because it was world of warcraft but when people were in raid groups even dedication pugs, Maybe dedication, but but there was there was this certain mentality of all right, you know, it's it's raid time, so let's get to work. You know, yeah, it it wasn't like oh, you know, here we are trying to get our our fucking, you know what it is? It's it's duty finder because even in World of Warcraft before they came out with with the raid finder, if you want to do raids, you still had to put it together. And I uh. think what has caused a lot of the mentality that we see nowadays in Final Fantasy fourteen is the duty finder. People expect to just pop into the duty finder and be able to run it. Nobody cares to learn or the people that do care to learn, nobody cares to teach them. There's just this big clusterfuck of all these varying mentalities and and back during uh, again a, a, a great time period and wow during wrath of the lich king it was all about getting down to work so it doesn't surprise me at all that that a top uh guild like method would actually go out of their way to to talent search that's essentially what you were doing was was searching for new talent does that scan Henri? do you think that that has something to do with it I absolutely 100% agree. Duty Finder, it ruined World of Warcraft. It absolutely killed it the moment the Cataclysm launched and they introduced Dungeon Finder as it's what it's called in there. Right. I, I think for, Finder, for dungeons, it's okay, but for bigger things like raids, it was a terrible idea. Yeah. Um, absolutely. That, that's really interesting. Uh, that's that's super interesting. Something I never would have... Uh, I, I noticed that even in things like dungeons, people just don't like to talk. Like, I've, I've argued before about, like, black mages I've tried to help and they would, like, fight me on it and say, like, do your job, you stupid tank. But, like, the other... Like, yesterday I was doing one where literally there was two people doing their job like the healer because they were new they had a little sprout so I was trying to help them the healer was healing in cleric stance and the black mage was spamming blizzard so I was literally just talking to myself trying to tell them to change and eventually I noticed that they they did change what they were doing but they they never acknowledged that I I told them can, anything they never said thank to, you they never said oh I didn't know can we can, like, can we just sort of can we sort of like evolve the thinking on this shit a little bit like Hold on. I, from I just I, I feel like you know we do have a pretty loud megaphone a lot of people pay attention to the stuff that we say and I feel like that, you know, if someone comes to you inside of a duty or a raid or a dungeon and says, 
hey man you're not you're not doing what you could be doing or hey you're fucking this up or your rotation sucks instead of getting all defensive and being like well I play I pay my $12 this is how I decide to play the game or fuck you for judging me on my rotation or you know like fuck you if you don't think my DPS is high enough eh. instead of that why don't we just start responding the same way like Louis CK did, did said the same thing if, if somebody comes up to you you don't get to decide whether or not you've been an asshole it's on somebody else to tell you whether you've been an asshole and if somebody comes up to you and says hey you're being you've been an asshole you're being an asshole you don't get to say no I'm not no you instead the response should be okay how did I fuck up and how did we get here you know like that should be the response uh, uh, to, to criticism not to get defensive not to start saying well fuck you pal it's you know like we're all trying to get better that's I think at the heart of the whole get good thing man like fuck it like I want to get better everyone else wants to get better stops being so defensive if somebody tells you that there's a way that you can get better there's a really great quote from lucky number 11 uh, Sir Ben Kingsley's character said somebody calls you a horse you tell him to fuck off somebody calls your horse again you punch him in the face they call your horse a third time well maybe it's time to get a saddlebag yeah that's yeah exactly that's exa- that's exactly in their it. defense though um, um, of, of, of the people that Nika was running with they did have a good point shut up and do your job you stupid tank <laughs> Yeah, except everything does, doesn't die fast enough because the black mage is literally using Blizzard 1 when they should be AoEing fires. There's a difference <laughs> like, with going into a duty finder and people not willing to take advice. But if I'm sitting there on my ninja and I'm parsing and I'm getting 1150 DPS and the black mage is over there sitting there doing 200 DPS, they I'm should not only going to call yeah. them out for being shitty, yeah. but I'm going to call them out for not accepting advice at all and hitting need roll on gear that they don't need. Sitting in full 200 and 210. Yeah. If you're going to go into duty finder and you're not going to do anything, why the hell did you even enter duty yeah. finder? If you're going to pull shit like that, you should be queuing for PvP. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, anyway, Henri, what are you uh, attempting to do in FF14? Is uh, like, do you, do you does your group have like, are you trying to do talent scouting in the same way that you did in WoW, or like, what are you trying to do in FF14 that is not necessarily getting the same traction? Unfortunately, my old free company that I was playing with on Coral Server died out. Oh, that's but too bad. what we would do that I'm trying to carry over now into small little duty finders and party finders is I'm inviting people. I'm saying, hey, you want to go learn this hard mode? You want to go do Titan EX? Or maybe you want to come into our pony farms and you're scared because you don't know the fight. Go come in and join. Join our team speak and we'll be more than willing to tell you what you can do to get better. No one's here to judge. I'm just trying to have an open an honest heart and say i'm not going to be a dick that's great I'm, you're I'm accepting that i'm i'm super super happy to hear that honor and i think that that's the exact right attitude that will uh encourage newer players and maybe those that are a little less confident about their skills to step up and try and i think that you know for those that are a little bit nervous about it or for those that aren't as confident as they'd like to be that really just doing it is the best way to be able to work through those feelings and and to just you know sit down and do it and to know that the rest of your raid group isn't going to judge you or they're not going to be a dick to you uh is uh is is a great way to do that and, so and you know, I, we really appreciate that thank you and and you know Henri, if uh if your fc fell apart on coral there's always room for you at laser beam raptors on the sergeant anus server that's true that's true and if there isn't we'll make room uh but anyway Henri, thank you so much for the call and uh good luck to you in trying to uh be a lot more inclusive in uh in in you know the people that you take to events so that's awesome we love hearing that thanks Henri. 
Absolutely. Thank you very much for having me on. Uh, shout out to Nika. I watched your stream Yay. for a little bit. Um, oh, shout out to my free company, Scholars of Halone. And I might actually think about server transferring. That's so. what's up. Oh, that's up, bro. That's what's up. Thanks, Henri. We really appreciate the call today. Uh, all right. Uh, we, maybe we might get one more call in here, but uh, let's definitely get this last email. All right. This is the last of uh, yeah. apparently our new emails. So, yeah. dear hosts at LBR and... Hi, Nika. Smiley face. Hi. There's a question that I've been asking people in my link shells in FC, but no one has given me a definitive answer, so I'm hoping you can provide me with one. That being... Is it considered rude to go into content blind at late points in the patch cycle? Now, I'm not against running blind at all. I'm the type of maniac that gets up as soon as servers go up on patch days so I can run new dungeons with people blind and get completely obliterated by it and experience the fun of figuring it out. I timed out of World of Darkness day one, but because I was on Mumble with my FC and we were all working together, it was a great experience. As was my very first run of the Chrysalis when we thought the best strat was to pop the tank LB3 before going into the white zone. Going in blind is fun as hell and it's best when you're with friends. But don't get me wrong, I'm currently loving alt jobs through dungeons and whenever I see someone that's new, I'll take the time to explain the mechanics to them because I want to be helpful and make the community a better place. When 3.1 drops, I'll be the first in the FC to run the new dungeons and when I do them for X, I'll explain every boss along the way if anyone needs it. But just last week, I was running Alexander 2 and the tank was new. No problem there. My problem was that they didn't even watch a video or have any prior knowledge before entering and because of that, wiped us multiple times. And yes, I did my best to explain it to them. But going in this late to Alexander blind by yourself feels like a waste of time for everyone there, especially because we ended up abandoning it. I'm a pretty patient person and I will try to help as best I can, but when I saw the vote abandon screen come up that time, I couldn't hold it in and told the guy, don't waste everyone's time, watch a video next time. And yeah, I was blunt, but I feel like they deserved it. I went into Alex the week it came out. Hell, I healed A1 and A2 blind while listening live to LBR and had no problems. But then I took a few weeks off of Alex and before I came back, I watched videos that had surfaced because I wanted to be considerate to the people I would be queuing with. All of this brings me back to my original point. Should it be considered common courtesy to educate yourself on content if you're running it for the first time? Solo, say two months into the patch cycle, or is my patience just one thin and my pet peeve become more annoying than it already is? Keep up the good work and sorry for the wall of text. Isabel Izzy Drake of Balmung, P.S. Ascalia, you dick. I spent 200k of my own money to craft you a minion before you transferred back to Sergeant Anus, and now you spend all of your time on your Balmung alt? I can see why everybody hates you now. Yeah. Well, too bad he's <laughs> well, not here. Well, it's not a Balmung all, is it? And didn't he transfer? I don't know. You stick it to it. I think he did transfer back to Balmung. Well, um, all right. So this is interesting. Um, uh, you know, I think that there is a point in the cycle where if you're like just start, if you're just able to get into the content or if you're, uh, you know, a newer player that, yeah, you should be kind of prepared. I, I'm going to agree. I love blind running stuff. It's a lot of fun. Uh, uh, you know, right the the, the Tuesday when uh, the patch drops and we log on for reset day, always a lot of fun to run that stuff blind. Always a shit ton of fun. But the thing is, though, is that you're right. Like once you're like six weeks in, and it's like God, everyone should really be on the same page for something as simple as like a dungeon run. Uh, yeah, it really does seem like you could you could. Uh, invest the time to go look that stuff up and and you know I don't think you're going to be any worse the way right for. right you, I don't you, think you need to look up dungeons yes. I think you do need to look up raids because a 
dungeon is easy enough to explain on the go and yeah. as long as the play as long yeah. as the player listens like there are some people who probably be like nope I want to do this totally blind I'm not even going to listen to you how to do mechanics because I want to figure it out for myself after everyone else already knows how to do it that's uh, that's kind of pushing the line a little bit if you want to do that do that day one but uh, like I mean I had I just did Wanderer's Palace hard earlier and there was some there was actually two people that were new one person said they were new the other person didn't but in the end all I did was just give like a brief description of the mechanics and we got through it really fast so right. it, yeah. it really doesn't I'm going I, to I, disagree I, with Nero, partially agree with Nika and say that if, if you can go and check it out yeah sure and when it comes to raids mm, maybe I mean it's not like the Alexanders are hard yeah. if you're some kind of like you know, savage if mode, you're though, some you kind of savage person then absolutely but I feel like that kind yeah. of comes with the territory if you're yeah. one of these people you're not making it that far anyway right i think the only thing that common courtesy really dictates is if you're new and you don't know what's going on say something you know I, and because I, then it's all off yeah. of you yeah I, I would say for stuff like void arc even void arc you can kind of you can kind of yeah. it's not that big of a deal but i stuff, mean Alex honestly, normal yeah absolutely. when it comes down to it you stay out of bad stuff yeah and most times you kill ads when they're up like the, the, those are the basic rules of just MMO. If you can harness the, I mean, how many times do we go into a dungeon? Someone's like, "I'm new," and we're like, "All right, stay out of the bad and kill." And the if ends. you say you're yeah. new, most likely people will help you too. Yes. That's true. So in, to no me, matter that's what, it. No as matter long as you say you're or, new, you're covered in my book. Yeah, I'll, yeah I'll even, try and even if it's it new you. content or old or old content, if you say you're new and you actually ask questions, things will help. Like, I mean, I remember doing Alex normal Fords totally blind, and people actually saying, "Oh, well, you need to kill this," and then when this happens, this happens, and then same thing with Diadem when we were going and I asked like 80 million questions and everyone just I mean they answered them just those flat answers like nobody said like noob you should have watched a video or you should have looked up what all this meant when I was like oh does this is this different in hard mode oh what do I do with that what does that thing mean not, nobody yelled at me for not looking it up first so I right. feel like you know I mean I granted that was the first week but I still feel like if I was to go into DM in a month and ask the same question people would give me the same answer you yeah, just have to ask I, it, and not I, be a dick about it. I, I think I think that that's a great point. Just be open about where you're at, and if you're not feeling very sure of yourself, uh, or if there, you know, you get through one bad wipe, and you could just even if it, it, at the first time you wipe, at the first time the party wipes, somebody goes, "Hey, I'm kind of newer at this, and I'm not so sure what I should be doing." It, you're not going to get people. I mean, maybe you might get a dick, but, but then yeah. they're the dicks, not yeah, you. exactly, yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, again, thank you for that email isabel izzy drake much appreciated uh, and you're right ascalia is a dick yes ascalia yes is a very dick. much so yep. uh do we have uh, one we, more call yeah we have one more call all right okay. let's go to the phone lines who we got on the on the line here all right we have uh, let's see let me find his name again we have swift slaughter from adamantois on the line swift slaughter how you doing Hey guys, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Good, now, good. Now, not to put any pressure on you, but we don't have really any more emails, so you're ending the show, man. We need to end <laughs> on a high note. All right, so I'll do my best to make sure that we end on a high note here. Um, what I'd like to talk about today is uh, I'd like to go- hear your guys' opinion on what could possibly be the fix to the combat system. Uh, I, for one, love it. I think it's perfectly fine to promote a higher tuned raid environment where all classes must perform at the highest level. Uh, I play a paladin, and my yeah. uh, being a paladin, I'm always in sword oath. I'm trying to push above 800 DPS. Uh, but I understand that there are players who don't have the time to really dedicate themselves to increasing their uh, their skills. So, what could be the fix to the combat system that could allow the player base to experience the hardest content, but not at the highest level of play? 
Um, well, I think they tried to balance that out uh, with the the normal mode Alex's, where yeah. uh, you know we kind of got the story mode, we got uh, uh, you know less incentivized gear or less relevant gear out of that, and uh, that you get to kind of experience the the fights, but just you know with with nerf bat mechanics instead. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's been Square Enix's answer. Well, they've also said in the past that they would like to look into the idea of allowing you to focus on uh, on practicing specific stages yes. in fights. Yeah, like a practice mode where you can start at like phase three of T5 as opposed to wiping and having to start all the way at phase right. one again. Um, so, you know, that's that's also something that they that they could do. Do you have a suggestion that you want to put forth or were you just kind of putting the question out there? Well, personally, um, I don't know if you guys, well, I know your guys' standpoint on Reddit uh haven't heard the video and such but i am the uh creator of raiden reborn which is a website that will be coming out that hopefully promotes the pug environment within final fantasy nice i like it i like it self-promotion oh yeah oh (laughs) look at at that self-promotion we can't have that out of here (laughs) no 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 uh that's that's uh, you said it's uh raiding reborn is that what it's called what's what's the exact okay cool uh the point of it is to be uh something like a lfr or an LFG uh, website, so players who may not have a static to run Savage can tr- get a party together with clear intentions to learn mm. the environment, uh, the rating environment, without being, you know, yelled at by more experienced players or, or uh, having more experienced players not have to carry dead weight. That's the whole point of it. It's well, a- and I like that idea, and it's also a way to organize players outside of only the game, because when yes. you're doing that through a party finder, that's pretty transient. Uh, sometimes, yes, party finders can lead to like, hey, let's keep doing this. You guys are good. Let's start a static. But if if that's if the idea is to start a progression static or start a static of like, you know, hey, I don't know that much. Let me start a static of people who also don't know that much that want to learn it as we go. That's a way better way to do that than just a transient form on, uh, you know, maybe I, I know that uh, that Final Fantasy 14.com, like the lodestone allows you to do that in some limited capacities but it's nice that it'll have uh, an expanded capacity through rating reborn that's pretty cool man i like the idea thank you thank you um but yeah the the question is pretty much just like if there were to be a revamp to the combat system like what would your guys ideas because personally Uh, i love the combat system yeah i don't think that this is necessarily a problem that's inherent to the combat system and i don't think that that if they were to try to address this issue that changing up the combat system would improve on anything i think it would be a matter of adding new tools such as a way to to practice certain phases um or uh, honestly I, i i think that going in the right direction having the the story mode was a good idea, but I also think that they should have released Savage first, giving people a real reason to push for Savage besides just the clear and, you know, the bragging rights. And, and yeah. Yeah, so. no, I, I totally agree. Totally agree. How, how, what is your view of the raiding community at the moment? Do you feel that there's been uh, a, a huge blow to the raiding community since Diadem came out and uh, because of story mode? Because it feels to me like Alexander overall is way less robust in terms of interest than Coil ever was. I agree. Um, Coil definitely had the aesthetics of being a really good environment for yeah. uh just you'd want to go in there just because it looked nice the bosses looked pretty i'm not really interested in a bunch of goblins wanting to get cheese or whatever yeah. the story is for alexander savage yeah uh, 
with the introduction of Diadem, I, I'm, I'm a little bit on the fence about it. I really enjoy the aspect of horizontal progression because it allows groups like me, who is, you know, we're stuck on A3, like everyone else. Um, um, the DPS check can't be met, and we're trying our best, but uh, Diadem really allows us to to approach that DPS check a lot easier. Yeah. Um, so I, I think like that, that was aspect. the purpose of it. Yeah, well, and I think that that was the purpose of having A1, or uh, all of the first uh, turns of, of, of Savage Alexander be so highly dependent on DPS checks, because it, it stresses people out to make sure that they're performing at a higher level than they normally would on their job to be able to either pump out higher DPS numbers, or dodge more mechanics, or whatever, but then uh, it, you know, like really you've got the math that's working against you actively working against you and that's what's being that that's and if that's where the challenge is presented then all you need to do is get better gear to make that challenge go down that's not a challenge that's that i i've I've said for a while that's artificially inflating your challenge you know what else uh uh that that we actually haven't talked about since since the launch of the expansion but that was promised to us was that back end for add-ons um, one of the the, the API, yeah, yeah, the API, yeah. yeah. One of the useful, although frowned upon, add-ons that they had in World of Warcraft. I, I forget what it was called, but if you stood in fire or got hit by something that you weren't supposed to, it'd fucking call you out in in party chat or in raid chat. <laughs> and well, obviously that kind of thing, you know, is is easily used for shaming in in you know actual like pugs and stuff. When it comes to groups that are actually trying to progress, and you're maybe not sure where. Where, where the mistakes are happening and you know where it is that you can fix it having something like that that's going to to parse out exactly where you're taking your damage or yes. you know where your dps is dipping down too low and you have to try and pump it up would obviously go a long way in helping as well absolutely thank you so much for the call uh do you have any shout outs that you want to share uh i'd like to shout out my entire fc uh by fiery born from man to man toys uh we are the dankest fc around so if you guys are ever interested in changing servers come to anime toys i'm the fc leader i'd welcome you guys with open arms that's what's oh, up and, and of course uh check out his uh website coming out soon raiding reborn if uh you're interested in trying to hook up with some uh raid groups so uh, also uh please make sure you replace the batteries in your fire alarm i don't want your house to burn down yes that too yes uh so uh it's as long as we you know there's a, a nice little psa for you yeah. Uh, replace yeah replace the batteries in your fire alarm <laughs> uh anyway speak Speaking of a PSA, you guys want to hang out until after the show today. We're going to be playing uh, the final Encountercast PSA that we filmed out at Yomacon 2015. We're going to be playing that on the stream as soon as the show wraps up. If you hadn't have, if you haven't had a chance to check that out, you can check that out at our YouTube page, YouTube.com/LimitBreakRadio. But coming up next at 7 p.m. tonight, we're going to be going live with uh, episode number five of Final Encountercast. Now I know that last episode was a real big deal because we were talking to David Hader and that was awesome uh, but there has been so much going on in the world of gaming that we have to talk about that we have to contextualize so that we we hope that you'll uh, that you'll j- make the jump and join us over at twitch.tv slash final encounter cast and uh, and join us for all of that discussion and uh, the exciting thing is about in final encounter cast is uh, much like we take calls here on limit break radio we are uh, on the cusp of being 
being able to take your calls for Final Encounter Cast. So we want to know, like, just like we get your opinions, we get you in on the discussion here on Limit Break Radio. We're going to be seeking to do the exact same thing over at Final Encounter Cast. So that's something that no other gaming podcast does. It does not let you join the conversation, does not let you call, does not give you the time on the air to let you express your opinion. So make sure that you stay uh, tuned in to Final Encounter Cast uh, as a a place to be able to interact with in a meaningful manner. We're not just going to filter out your emails. We're not going to selectively read your emails and we're not going to selectively read the chat. We're definitely going to let you interact with in a direct meaningful fashion on that show. So uh, make sure that you give us a follow over at twitch.tv slash Final Encounter Cast and join us at 7 p.m. for episode number five. And oh, also subscribe to our uh, iTunes feed over at FinalEncounterCast.com and leave us a little bit of iTunes love. I don't think we have any iTunes reviews over on iTunes right now. So uh, pop our iTunes cherry for Final Final EncounterCast and let the world know how awesome you think that show is. Yeah, come on. We got so many uh, LB Army people that I know listen. You guys go above and beyond all the time. It's not that hard to just plus plus the last episode of Final Encounter Cast got like 35k hits. Wow. I mean, it's an ins- it it has been blowing up on uh on in terms of like the podcast distribution. So, uh we're really excited that people are starting to take notice and we really want that to continue and the way that you can help get that done is by leaving a review over at iTunes. A lot of people check iTunes when they're looking for a new podcast and so that is a great way to help us out. So, uh that's coming up next at 7 o'clock over at twitch.tv slash Final Encounter Cast. We'll, uh, of course, be sending out a host to that uh, in just a few minutes, but we are going to be playing the least quiet PSA here in just a moment after we wrap up the show. So and Make sure if you uh, if you like what you see, you definitely throw a donation to Team Camp Chuckstuff. Uh, and if you don't <laughs> like what you see, you might want to have uh, like alcohol and cotton swabs handy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I would like to thank all of our callers as well as all of our emailers today thank you guys this has been a very interesting discussion i'm super glad that everyone was able to call in and that we got to uh most of the emails that we got sent this week if you want to send an email send it to hosts at limitbreakradio.com we're sorry we didn't get to everyone uh we're sorry we didn't get to all the calls but uh we we we're super excited that you guys want to stay plugged in to the show and you want to keep participating in the show that's fucking awesome make sure that you're tuning in each and every single sunday here at twitch.tv slash limit break radio uh unfortunately and i hate to say this but we are not going to be live next weekend uh we are actually going to be taking the weekend off this is the first weekend that we're taking off since we started going uh uh going weekly about what was that uh six seven eight months ago uh, it's been a while it's been a while uh and uh we've got we've got more than a few people who are going out of town for uh family events for thanksgiving and so uh we are going to be taking next week off so uh make sure that you do send emails because uh i'm sure that those will pile up over two weeks and uh that you're checking out not next weekend but the following weekend uh which is uh that would be we return sunday december 6th here on twitch.tv slash limit break radio so uh uh we appreciate again we want to thank you all for your viewership for your listenership for uh hanging out with the show maybe we'll try to have some kind of additional content for that weekend i don't really know we're gonna do 
do our best to try and at least keep up streaming. Um, yeah. I do work retail, so pray for me yeah it's it's gonna be tough we are getting into a tough time of the year uh we also had uh weather that could have possibly thrown us off our game today too so living in michigan we do know we do have to deal with acclimate weather sometimes or inclement weather sometimes that's what i meant uh so uh we we really do appreciate your patience in terms of scheduling and putting things together and uh if you do want to help support limit break radio you can do that at patreon.com slash limit break radio all right that is gonna do it here for this episode of limit break radio i want to thank again all our callers and emailers our special guest ayane uh from our ffxiv joining us at the top of the show to discuss the reddit drama we really appreciate his time and all of his uh his uh, uh insight into running a uh, complicated community such as uh the reddit final fantasy 14 community uh so uh again I- i'd like to thank all of my co-hosts kala landis juxtaposition and nika kayanian I'm a Nero. Keep listening. Limit Break Radio is a production of LimitBreakRadio.com and Bender Media Productions. Today's episode was produced by Kahlo Landis and Nero Gregori. Final Fantasy XIV and Eorzea are trademarks of Square Enix. Funding for Limit Break Radio is provided by Miri Kennett, Scry De La Rosa, Zurian Urexen, Sachori Komeji, Karquin Albarn, Rajan Nelka, and fellow Limit Break Radio listeners. To support Limit Break Radio, visit patreon.com slash limitbreakradio. Opening music in this episode from Daniel Lambie. Listen to Man with the Machine Gun and other great tracks at facebook.com slash Daniel Lambie Metal Gamer. Closing music in this episode provided by Husky by The Geek. Listen to this and other great Final Fantasy XIV and video game rock covers and original music at facebook.com slash Husky by The Geek. In-game graphics for Limit Break Radio's Twitch stream are provided by Diamond Multimedia. Check out their line of AMD graphics cards and other hardware at diamondmm.com. Limit Break Radio and its hosts are solely responsible for its content. Limit Break Radio.